Kathy O. Big Strict, owner of Experience Real Estate Partners with EXP, has been one of St. Louis, Missouri's highest selling groups for 26 years running. In that time, Kathy and her team have successfully assisted an incredible 4,000 families. So if you're thinking about buying, building, or selling, be sure to put Kathy's group and their experience to work for you, and you can expect to be moved. Just give her a call at 314-276-SOLD. That's 314-276-7653 or find her online at experience-re.com. Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, if you don't know, is a family-owned business that has been around since 1994, serving some of the best chicken wings in town, no joke. Also known for their fresh burgers, pizza, and incredible smoked meat. Top-notch happy hour specials are included, plus live music every Friday and Saturday. Oh, yeah, you can also enjoy their spacious heated covered patio. It's Wendy's in the Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. White Glove Exotic Services is St. Louis's first concierge vehicle service center. Alex David's team is passionate, certified technicians. They have industry-leading tools and equipment. They do it all. They pick up and deliver your car hands-free. Plus, they have elite detailing service, customized PPF wraps and tenting, and inspection and titling assistance. White Glove also specializes in logistics and storing options, vehicle listings, and consignment. White Glove Exotic Services, check them out at cancelthisshow.com. Hey guys, welcome in to Cancel This. Happy Tuesday. Happy Valentine's Day. What? You celebrate Valentine's Day, Tabitha? You don't even have any red on. February 14th. Bah humbug. Is that what it's called? I bet Eric's going to come in in red. I don't have red. Oh, Eric wears black. (laughs) Every day. I have black, blue, and white. (laughs) That's what I wear. So there's a little maroon. Pop that in there. I don't have red. Happy Valentine's Day. You do look good in red. That might be your color, Tabitha. Well, thank you. You wear too much black. Well, I have to wear black for work. Oh, that's right. So if I'm if I'm leaving here and going to work, I have to have black on. Hey, it's a big show. It's canceltheshow.com. Thanks for jumping in as you do every day. We continue to grow by leaps and bounds every day, not only in the St. Louis area, but across the country. I hear we're pretty big in Chicago, Tabitha. I hear that too, which makes sense. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. You're used to work in Detroit. Yeah. There Our you people go. are and, there. And Detroit, so that's good. Uh can and hey. Angie says, good afternoon from across the pond. Good afternoon, Um, Angie. We got a lot of stories to get into today, so I'm happy to start the show off. One of our show new sponsors, Dr. Mahesh Bagway, is going to be joining us here in just a couple of moments. Uh, We've also got a lot of news, too, that isn't so good today. We've got politics, um, a a terrible shooting at Michigan State University. Uh, Have they even found? I don't even know. They did, yes. Okay. Alive? No. Okay. Usually that's what happens. We'll get into that as well. Then coming up at 9 o'clock today, oh, brother, we've got... Rapper, St. Louis rapper, T-Dubbo, and T-Dubbo is how you say it, T-Dubbo. I'm trying to say it the correct way. When he comes in, he'll let us know how it is. Um, If you haven't seen him yet, check out his videos. Check out what he's about. Um, That's what this show is all about, having the conversations that you can't have everywhere all the time. Um, He's got an issue with police. He's got an issue with community policing. He's got an, an issue with communities outside of his own telling him how to run his police says, not big into police, not big into government, 
But we're letting him in our studio. That's right. We are because that's what we do. You got to have these conversations, Tabitha. He's a, he's a, a, I don't know if he's a gang member, but he is definitely a rapper. Why don't you ask him? Rap, I, I, I absolutely intend to. Yeah. And I listen to some of his stuff. He's talented. He's super talented. So we'll get him in Has today. Has he shot at police before? I, I don't mean, know. I'm, well, I'll have to ask him. You'll have a chance, but he's coming in studio today to talk about that as well. Hey, but that's what we do. Right? That's what the show's about. That's what we've always tried to have the conversations so that everybody gets a chance to know what they're like. You didn't grow up in in, in a in a hood like he did. Of course I didn't. But at the same time, at the same time, I, I'm hoping that he is <clears throat> not a gang member. I'm hoping he's not. I know he doesn't like police, but I'm hoping it's not to the extent because I think at some point you have to draw the line. And who we interview. If, if well, you saw someone... the list of things that we're going to talk about, right? Yes. Yeah, we'll talk about and we're it we're going to ask all of those questions. Can't wait for that. It is really, it's can't miss a show coming up at nine o'clock. We'll jump into that as well. Um, Scotty Gherkin on the boards, making everything look great as always. Eric Johnson on his way in. Tab of the Hassles here. I'm Vic Faust. And we welcome in a friend of ours. He is also a new advertiser to the show. Um, I'm telling you what, if you're looking to take care of your body, if you're a kid, if you're an adult, if you have some sort of orthopedic issue, uh, you're going to go to this man, Dr. Mahesh Bagway, in studio. Doc, good to see you, my friend. How you doing, Vic? And here's the reason why I can say what I say and know what I do. I took my daughter to Dr. Bagway um, a few years ago, and she got better like, boom. Now, everything doesn't happen quickly. We know that. But she did. I've worked with you. You're terrific. You made her feel very comfortable, and I guess that's what you do. So welcome into the Cancel This Studios for the first time. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me. I think you're a natural for TV. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to ask him what, I, I what, what political office he's going to run for, because I think you would make a great politician. You do have that political lick to you. He's not He's not running. He, <laughs> he could get the vote, he but could. he's not. He could. He's doing too well as an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Politics, I don't think is my thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, tell us about yourself, your practice, and uh, for people who don't know about you. I'm from St. Louis. I grew up here in, in West County and then went to Wash U and SLU and played football at Wash U and kind of banged up my knee and had orthopedic surgery uh, by sports ortho doc. And I kind of realized, wow, I could put together my interest in sports and and uh, my desire to be a doctor, put them all together. And it took, you know, 20, 25 years. And Oh, is that it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and eventually I was one of the team doctors for the Cardinals for a few years. And so it kind of came full circle. It took a while, but uh, it, it's been amazing. I enjoy what I do. And I think most orthopedic surgeons do as well. Basically, we take care of people with joint, bone and joint injuries, whether it's, you know, ankles, knees, young people, older people, uh, put them back together and uh, if we need to and, and get them back going. And one of the things I enjoy is I try to avoid surgery if possible. I try to figure out if surgery is, surgery is usually the last option. So find out, you know, is this a natural problem? Is this a temporary injury? I think your daughter's was not something that needed surgery. No, no, it wasn't. But I've operated on friends' kids, which is a strange thing. The first time you do that and you, you see one of your buddies and, no. <laughs> and then you're doing surgery and make an incision on their little girl or their little boy. And, and, but you know, if, if it's, if it's what needs to be done to get them back, that's great. And then they send me pictures of them playing basketball again and playing hockey and how great they're doing. And I'm, I'm not sure what's more gratifying than that, than, than taking an injured young person who they don't know where to go or what to do and fixing them. And then now they're back playing sports and having a good life. I remember talking to a family member uh, about 
what doctor did for my daughter. And then we were out for dinner and I was, somebody was talking about their, and I, oh, I wish I could, cause I know, you know, the family, cause they came and saw you. I was like, Oh, you got to go see Dr. Mash. Oh, we already did. We saw him. And I was like, go figure the words out. People I, I know would, to go to doctor. I was just going to say that cause every, we have a lot of mutual friends, but everywhere I go, I always run into somebody who has, who has been to you oh, or some type great. of orthopedic, <laughs> somebody I know. And I, and again, I can't remember who it was. I, I believe you did a, a foot reconstruction or something. Mm -hmm. On someone that was injured. Yeah. And, and that's your, is that your specialty? Uh, I do ev basically everything in the foot and ankle. Yeah. So I did a fellowship at ankle surgery after orthopedic residency. So orthopedics in residency, you do everything. You do spine, shoulder, hand, elbow, knees, wrist. And then most of the time people specialize an extra year or two in another field. So I did ankles. Um, but over the, over the years, so many people with ankle problems have knee problems. So really I'd probably do 60% ankles. And 40% knees. Because they connect to one another. I guess. <laughs> I guess it makes like the song goes. Yeah, talking <laughs> with Dr. Mahesh Bagwe. Uh, how can people find you? Where can people come and uh, visit you? Or what's the best way for people to contact you, first of all, to come see you? And where will they find you? So the best way to see me is drbagwe.com. That's D-R-B-A-G-W-E.com. Right now, I have offices in Chesterfield, office in Cape Girardeau, and uh, uh Either location, it works the same. We have x-ray avail available. We have all our equipment there to, to evaluate people. And we know the local physical therapist in both regions uh, to pick out the best, the best treatment options. And, uh, you know, it's interesting with in orthopedics, and, and at least in this town, you know, in some places people just kind of go where their insurance company or their primary tells them. But in St. Louis, it's people go where they hear from their friends is the best place. So people like me who don't work for a big hospital system can still do great because just a word of mouth. And that, I hear that's, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Your, your work speaks for itself. But I hear that's different than other cities where people go where they're told to go. Whereas in this town, people can, people still go where they hear from their friends and neighbors are the best place to go. And I prefer to, if I, if I were going to have to have something like this done, if I needed an orthopedic surgeon, or I would prefer to go to someone who's not tied to a hospital. Mm -hmm. I feel like you have more freedom more options. I feel like I'm going to get better care is, is crazy as that might sound to some people. That's what I prefer. And it's typically what I seek out for myself. So it's, it, it's, it's kind of interesting also that when you work in a hospital system, you're kind of tracked on who you refer to. Mm -hmm. So let's say you go see somebody in a hospital system. They have to, not have to, but there's, they kind of need to refer you to other doctors in their same system. Whereas I just pick out the best people that I know in the whole city. If you come to me, Vic, and you said, hey, my wrist is killing me, uh, and I don't really do wrists anymore, but I know who I would go to for a wrist in this town, and it's not maybe not even in my group. It might mm -hmm. be in another group. I would then send you to that person. I'm, honestly, honesty speaks a lot, especially in this town, that's for sure. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Mahesh Bagway. That's drbagway.com, Dr. D-R, Bagway, B-A-G-W-E drbagway.com. Uh, if you have any questions for Doc, what we have them in regarding your foot, your ankle, whatever extremities you have going on, just let us know from that standpoint. We've already getting, we've already, well, people already know you on our chat line. <laughs> Cape Girardeau, I knew I knew your name. Uh, somebody else, basic, if somebody's suffering with feet or ankle issues right now, what would you tell them to do? Uh, come in, let me take a look. Uh, at least I could at least start figuring out what's going on and get them to the right person if it's not me. Sometimes it's a dermatologic condition. They have a skin infection, fungus infection, you know, things that aren't my field. A lot of times it is my field. Bone problem, joint problem, or they had surgery as a kid 
for club foot or, or something when they were a child and they're not sure what happened. And I could just look at the incisions and figure out what procedures they had. So usually it, it, you have to do this for 20 years. I could figure out pretty quick what they need done. I would imagine, you know, it's a huge accomplishment that you worked with the Cardinals. That's in what, what that tells me about you is that you probably know a lot of tips and tricks in medical knowledge about healing quickly. Because mm-hmm. I know when it comes to sports teams, their goal is to get their person in, get the right care as quickly as possible, get it done correctly, and get them back out on the field. Yeah, with those professional athletes, it's not just baseball players. Number one, these are the best athletes out there. So their bodies heal faster. So the time frames of healing might be changed a little bit. They, they might only take four weeks to heal a broken bone, and regular person takes six. Uh, they also have at their disposal everything available in the world to try to get things to heal. There's lots of things that are, are not really covered by insurance companies that things like pro athletes and baseball teams and football teams can still get. So you have to kind of open your mind up to these other options and become used to it. For instance, stem cells, PRP, things like that. You have to learn how to use all those things to help get these, those level of athletes back on the field. And, Damn, that's so much. Well, well, it is. And I know a professional athlete. It was He had to have rotator cuff surgery. And to get him healed as quickly as they could, I know his, his orthopedic surgeon gave him, you know, all these different ideas of things to take, you know, different types of protein, different. Tri- it was some kind of a turmeric uh, ginger mm-hmm. mixture he had to drink. Are those things like that that you recommend to people that come into you for um, faster healing? Most of the time I tell people, as long as there's no major negatives and it doesn't conflict with their regular medications, I don't have a problem with it. But it's hard to, as a medical doctor, prescribe some of those things because they're not formally indicated. Yes. Okay. So I stick to what I do and that's surgery and who needs surgery and who doesn't. Those, those other things like the supplements, I do leave that to their primary, their sports trainers, their, their primary care doctors. Uh, in general, though, as long as they're not spending a huge amount of money, if it's not going to harm them, I don't mind them trying it. I, I just, I wouldn't be the one to prescribe it or be the, the major advocate of it. Oh, it totally makes sense. Talking with Dr. Mahesh Bagway, you can catch him at drbagway.com, drbagway.com, D-R-B-A-G-W-E. You're listening to canceltheshow.com. Canceltheshow.com, continue to share the show, like on all the platforms and let people know what we have going on. Dr. Bagway, I had Kevin who messaged me and said, my son, my mom, and my brother have all been to see Mahesh. In fact, my mom had knee surgery yesterday with someone who Mahesh recommended, going back to what you were saying. Um, his center, he is the best person that he knew for the surgery. So people are already recommending and backing what you say from that standpoint. And then we have Kathy from our text line going, hey, what's the best thing to do right now for arthritic knees? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> That's probably such a big question. Uh, for arthritic knees. <clears throat> so it's, it is worth getting it looked at because, for instance, what people sometimes think is arthritis might be like a meniscus tear and their knee just keeps hurting. Well, that's not because they have arthritis. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of it, but some of it's because there's a loose thing floating around that's making them miserable. So an orthopedic surgeon can usually tell, hey, maybe we need an MRI. Let's make sure you don't have a big torn piece flapping in the breeze in your knee, and that's what's making you miserable. Because if it is, you know, that's a 20-minute arthroscopy, pain's gone. Okay, now it could be arthritis. If it is, the things like weight loss, non-impact activity. So people with uh, arthritic knees, they want to they want to walk ten miles a day. Well, you know what? Maybe you should alternate that with with uh, cycling or elliptical. So low impact activities. 
those are the things I would kind of recommend if I rule out that there's nothing mechanically wrong with it. Mm -hmm. What about situations when it comes to insurance in this day and age? Can people get care um, and the kind of care that you provide under basic insurance? How does that work? Yes, we take most insurances and pretty much everything is still covered. I would say it's more yes than no. Now, occasionally we'll get, if somebody needs an MRI, their insurance will say you have to get four weeks of therapy first. And I'll kind of argue with them and be like, hey, they don't really need therapy. This is kind of an obvious surgical problem. Mm -hmm. And I need an MRI to tell me exactly what's going on inside. So it's a delay, but usually it's not, they can't get care. It might be an extra hoop to jump through here and there. And I'm glad you asked that because that can be really confusing for people because you never know, you know, when you're looking for a specialist, you know, some, some insurances require you to get a referral from your primary care. Some specialists require a referral. Some specialists don't require a referral. Mm -hmm. Can people just call your office if they're just not sure what to do? Yes. They can call up depending on their health plan. We can usually, when we call back, go through what insurance they have, we could get them in. You yeah. love this still, don't you? After oh, yeah. all, after all these surgery. over two decades in the business, I see you light up when you start talking about seeing people and praying that they don't need surgery, but if they do, making sure they get the best care they can. Yes, I love I loved doing surgery. I love being in the operating room. I love seeing people get better. Like with any job, though, the bureaucracy and the paperwork is the most painful part. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and the forms and the regulations to, to keep a license and to be fully board certified and all the things that go with it. You know, that's not fun in any field. As far as doing surgery, I love doing surgery and fixing people. And it's interesting you brought up that whole family. When I first started doing surgery, it really gave me a kick when patients would come in and say, are you related to Dr. Lada Bagwe? That was my mom. She was an OB in St. Louis for 30 years. Or Dr. Ranjabagwe. Bagwe. That's my dad. He was a cardiologist in St. Charles. And that would be the highlight of my day. Now it's, that doesn't happen so much. But now what I get is, oh, you took care of, you took care of my dad. Mm-hmm. You took care of my uncle. And so now that I've done this for 20 years, it's starting to get families, or I get the, the kids of people I operated on 15 years old. ago. Uh, that's another <laughs> way of saying it. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> I'm feeling it. So, I mean, that, I, mean I, I guess that's uh, an indirect port, part of the job that just makes you feel great, as you said. Yes. As time goes by and people are, enjoy your care, and I, you know, somebody hasn't seen me for 10 years and they come back. And they got something else going on. And they just they want to make sure I, I give my opinion of what, of what they need. And I enjoy that. Is it easy for people to get in? Um, and once again, fortunately, I haven't had to deal with any ankles. I haven't had to deal with any feet with myself or my kids yet. But in other areas, when I call certain places, certain facilities, oh, it may be like two or three weeks before we can get you in. Or, you know, because it just seems like that can be... The situa- is that a reality that people are going to have to deal with, or can you get people in quicker? No, for our office, usually it's in a week or two. That's okay. really good. Yeah, usually within a week or two for, for everybody. Because that's, uh, a, that's a big frustration point, I think, for so many people, is they need something done now, and you call a specialist office, and it's like, oh, three months from now. Mm-hmm. But that's amazing. A week is absolutely fantastic. And, and if we happen to not be busy that day, it's we'll come in today. That's uh, even better. If, you know, if we get a call in the morning and we realize that, you know, there's two cancellations that afternoon, people just go, okay, we'll see them right now. Let's put them in. What's the most uh, common surgery you're seeing right now? Is uh, there a most me, common? It, the most common would be knee and ankle arthroscopy. When you're just putting the camera in and there's something loose, there's something small broken, you clean it up. And the nice thing is people are up walking the same day. That's still the most common. Knee and ankle arthroscopy is the most common surgery. Wow. That is fascinating. The the How fast 
technology has changed things. And I'm sure your business is always changing when it comes to the technology that you can use. But I guess we still have the same bodies from the beginning of time. And I guess they've got to have time to heal. Well, sometimes I, I tell people try to wait it out because the technology is changing fast. And so certain arthritic conditions, you know, maybe in 15 years, we'll be able to, instead of replacing whole joints, put a new coating on a joint, you know, do, do, there's different things. And, you know, they're trying it, but there's nothing perfect right now. There's nothing perfect. Uh, there's, there's no major breakthroughs, I would say, right now for joint preservation. Not at uh, this point. Before we let you go, uh, Michelle from the comments line said, hey, just want to let Doc know how much we appreciate how honest he is. And, and that's you when people talk oh, to you. I mean, you're not somebody who's going to come in and lie to their face and say, oh, yeah, we'll do this. We'll do that. So a compliment for Dr. Uh, Bagway. Thanks for having me, guys. I, I would like to talk to you, but I'm fr I feel like I, you would send me a bill. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many problems with my shoulder. It's unbelievable. But it's um, encouraging to know that I don't have to rip my shoulder out eventually. I can just kind of wait for the technology to... Well, is it like a, a, a shot that you'll eventually be able to get that will cure arthritis and cure all these uh, ailments for the joints? No, I mean, arthritis is, arthritis is a spectrum. It's that the joint has slowly worn away and it's not smooth anymore. Yeah. So... By the time people have bad arthritis, the muscles around the joint, the ligaments, they've all been affected. You can't just make it young again. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Damn. But Sorry. Damn. But, 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 but for some of those athletes, they become bionic to a certain extent, don't they? When I you mean, start replacing parts. Yeah. So, for instance, you do a partial knee. I mean, most athletes, once you start replacing parts of a joint, their career is over. Uh, Bo Jackson tried to come back after a total hip. They told him it wouldn't work. And guess what? It didn't work. It fell apart. But, but it felt really healed. good. Mm. Eddie Van Halen had a full hip replacement surgery, and he did pretty good until yep. cancer got him. Yeah, artificial yeah. hips and knees. People can walk <laughs> around, have a regular life, but playing sports—it's not—they're not meant for that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a different level. Hey, anything else you want to let uh, our viewers uh, on the podcast and our listeners on the podcast know before we let you go? I would say let your friends and everybody know about this show. To to, to let everybody know about cancel this radio show, and guys like me will keep coming on and and trying to contribute and, and answer questions for you. Well, we appreciate you jumping in, being so honest. Once again, drbagway.com, drbagway.com, D-R-B-A-G-W-E, D-R-B-A-G-W-E, drbagway.com. I love that. What, do you a, what have, a site. Do you have a phone number? Somebody on the comment line is asking for a phone number. Is there a good phone number that people can contact you I actually you think at? it's on that website, too. And it's on the website. And if you contact them, let them know that you heard about Dr. Dr. Bagway from canceltheshow.com, that you heard the interview with them. If you pass the information on to somebody else, let them know so that they get an idea, too, that they're finding out about what Dr. Bagway is, what he can do for you, and how he can help you from this show, canceltheshow.com. Did you enjoy this? That was great. Yeah, you're Thanks, good. You should but be on here. I, I was just going to say, when he <laughs> retires someday, we're going to come after you to be a politician. Oh, no. <laughs> we need you scared him offset we need <laughs> honest politicians just like we need honest doctors dr mahesh bagway thank you so thank much you, sir. we appreciate it glad to have him in what a great interview would it have been such a nice man would it have been too forward for me to say i need i need shoulder surgery well no. he doesn't do shoulders he but, doesn't but he would, he recommend, would recommend, recommend you to someone yeah. Yeah. exactly he just said that he would recommend for anybody Absolutely. that did anything like that um and I'm not just saying it because he's in and jumping in with the show. I took my daughter to him and, and she did everything that he said and she didn't need surgery. She was able to strength, strengthen everything yes. she needed to do by the advice that he gave. So share the show once but again. More, and more than that, he's just a fantastic person as a, in general, outside of being a doctor. He's just a really nice Eric, 
good person. If you guys with Platinum Rock Legends or yeah. Scotty with Modern Day Zero need a backup drummer, yeah. he can drum too. No mm-hmm. way, really? Oh, he is a drummer. I had no Isn't idea. Isn't that perfect timing? We, are, you, we have a fill-in drummer this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> perfect timing. Hey, get Doc back in here. <laughs> get him back in here. We got to set up his audition. That's fantastic. And he might like uh, drumming. Is that the proper way to say it? Drumming? Drummist. He no might idea. like drumming <laughs> as much as he likes performing surgery. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, we don't audition. We just say, if someone says they can do the job, we're like, fine, we'll see you then. Yeah. <laughs> just show up. Please yeah. be there. We just do Stay that on care. beat. It's an hour and a half of don't screw up. I'm uh, glad he was able to come in because, you, you know, I, I'm not kidding you. I have been through the gamut with doctors at different times and specialists. And your your primary care doctor, you know, they, they send out referrals and then no one gets back to them. And and then you finally get a hold of a specialist. They say, oh, it'll be three months, six months before you can get in. Eric, you missed this, but he said he can get people in in a week. Okay. Sometimes the same day. Yeah. I heard your question That's on unbelievable. the, uh, the two metric, two metric, turmeric, turmeric, how you say it? Tumeric. I, I call it turmeric. Turmeric. I, I don't know how yeah. other people That's say it. That's an interesting question because I have actually, yeah, a doctor is not going to prescribe that, but I've, I know a lot of people that have actually had good success with turmeric. Well, yeah, you know, I, I was out in Palm Beach with some friends and I came, I, I just had randomly met this orthopedic doctor there, but now he did shoulders, not knees, ankles. And it just happened to be that the person I was seeing at the time needed rotator cuff surgery. Yeah. And I got all of this information from this guy and he was like, yeah, you know, because he was a professional athlete. He's like, one of the best ways to heal is to up your protein, mm-hmm. cut out sugar, cut out carbs, uh, eat seeds, a lot of seeds. Yes. Certain. T- I can't that remember. That sounds I think like fun. Berries. It, she's right. And then, she's right. And then there was, <laughs> I swear to God, she is. Sugar is huge. Sugar is yeah. such so bad yeah. for inflammation. And they say that it's, it's just slow bad for healing. you in general. In it every is. aspect. Yeah. It, it really, it's not good for you. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. But it's damn good. I'm not saying. No, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with sugar, especially it, on Valentine's sugar Day. Sugar is an addiction. <laughs> yeah, right. No question. Today sucks. For Everybody sugar. likes Everybody a little, don, don, don. Everybody likes a little sugar. Come on, <laughs> give me some sugar. Yeah. Hey, this is canceltheshow.com. You won't want to miss it. Coming up at nine o'clock as well. Share the show. Let people know. Uh, we're going to debate. We're going to talk about some serious issues in the city. We're going to talk about gun control. We'll talk about policing with St. Louis rapper T Dubbo, um, super talented dude. Um, you may or may not agree with some of the things that he said, but we're going to treat him with respect. He's going to treat us with respect and we're gonna have a good conversation. It's going to come up at nine o'clock. So keep in mind, that's a conversation you just don't find everywhere. Well, keep in mind as he's talking, Last night, St. Louis County chased a guy that was in a uh, an Escalade that shot a guy at a quick trip in the chest. And uh, the only reason they caught him is because they continue to, uh, they're starting to uh, chase these guys again. And that's good. Uh, so as he's talking about defunding police and getting rid of guns and this, that, and the other, and alternative methods to policing, just keep in mind the reality on the ground. And we're going to talk about that coming up at 9 o'clock. We've got a lot of things happening today. We're going to bust as much of this out as we can. Okay, no surprise. What's up with South Carolina producing presidential hopefuls? Tim Scott, <laughs> yes. Nikki Haley, both announcing. Now, she had already run. Nikki Haley announced announce like it? three weeks ago, but nobody paid attention. <clears throat> so I guess they thought they should announce again. Yeah. Well, Tim Scott yeah. has announced he is running for president. And we saw that one coming. In 2024. And I, I love like it. him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And once again, if you're running for president, guys, and we pretty much know 
well, I shouldn't say we know. At this point in time, neither one have a legitimate shot, right? Wait a minute. Okay, hold let's, on. yeah. Hold on, hold on. There's a lot of hold-ons there. I would say that Nikki Haley is kind of the uh, Kamala Harris of the uh, Republican Party. She's way down there, kind of respected. She did some good stuff. She slammed Trump like a bitch. She's yeah, the, she did. Uh, she sure did. She's the establishment mm -hmm. She, Person in it, her the and Tim Scott were on stages together. Tim Scott's a fantastic candidate. He is a fantastic but he hasn't, candidate. He hasn't ripped President Trump well, yet. Well, think about this. No. Go back to The Edge two years ago. Okay. And when you guys asked me who I thought would make a good team in 2024, I said President Trump and Tim Scott. I agreed. I don't know if you remember that. Yep, I do. And, and, and I agree with you. I've always thought those two would make a big team. And the way I see this playing out is that we already know Trump is running. We know DeSantis is not, so we can take him out of the equation. Is he not? He's, he's always said he's not in 2024. Come on. I don't know about that. I don't no. think he will. <laughs> and so I could see this narrowing down because there's no way Nikki Haley's going to get anywhere uh, unless someone cheats. I think and, Nikki Haley's which, which great on any cabinet. She is fantastic. She's an intelligent She's person. She's very, she would be very smart. She comes across very intelligent. But Pom she is also Pompeo is too problem. boring. Pompeo's too boring. Nikki Haley, she doesn't have the oomph, the gusto. Uh, uh, Scott is perfectly placed to go against anything racial, and he's fantastic he as far as a conservative. To be the VP, just watch. Maybe he will be. He Maybe will he will. Be. Um, I have always thought that. Um, these flamethrower Republicans are the ones that get all the attention. And I'm going to retract something right now, and I hope you flag the tape. If Trump, watch me now, cannot be a, a bombastic bomb thrower and get in there and debate on the merits, and he's a very good politician, I would, I would support Trump again. But he would have to come out and show the the press and the people. I've changed. I've turned over a new leaf. Look, I'm I'm the decorum of the presidency means a lot to me. I get it. And then he was even apologetic for some of the stuff that maybe he did. But the guy ran a fan. He was a great president. He just was. Of I mean, it's quantifiable was. what the guy did. And I know that I, the other day I said I would I would go DeSantis over Trump if Trump if DeSantis isn't running. Trump should blow out the field like a big DeSantis, vacuum cleaner. He's not running. I think he has skeletons in the closet. I'm not sure if he will ever run. I don't think Trump would be coming out with these claims against DeSantis if he didn't have something to back them up. I really don't. Yeah, and but don't you think that's a bad look either It way? is a very bad look. I wish Trump didn't do it. I think it's probably lost some supporters of his because I'll tell you what, people love DeSantis. They love DeSantis and him coming after DeSantis does hurt him who doesn't have skeletons in the closet i, I agree. mean you, you know you didn't grow up as a teenager go hey i'm gonna run a state one day let me or tell i'm gonna you, yeah. be a president you like, know what you know, you're right you're scotty's right the only thing i could think of is if it happened while you were actually in right. office yeah oh something. absolutely well then you're an idiot but, but the only thing that trump has shown so far is a picture of him with high school girls and alcohol calling him a groomer so uh, Mitt Romney went through the same thing. He had a, an issue that had nothing to do with the running for president. He put a dog on the top of his car. And a lot of women and a lot of people who love animals could not forgive Mitt Romney for that. A lot of them. And they talk about it to this well, damn day. how wonderful he is. I was well, going to say. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking we about. We should have known from them. Dog abuser, moron. I'm yeah. talking about when he was running against, when he was running against Obama. And a lot of, and he also had that behind the closed doors uh, video that kind of skunked him. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm offended that Trump doesn't see the forest through the trees a little bit. Even if you win presidency, you have to now go back and get this 
DeSantis guy elected to come behind you. He's the future of the Republican Party. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Because think about this. Think about this. If Trump, obviously Trump is running for in 2024, he will eliminate Tim Scott and then Tim Scott will become the VP. Then in 2028, Tim Scott could run for president. And I'll tell you what, he would be the true, the true black, first black vice president. And he would be the true first black president if he were to win. Yeah, but but people in this country- well, because Obama is biracial, there's oh, nothing wrong with no. that. Exactly, but he's not the first yeah. black president. Think, he's I the first biracial, biracial president. I think, uh, here's the same deal. with Harris. Here's the deal: we got to get over this. We have now put too many people in play, high places because of affirmative action of sorts. We put a, a a incompetent person in the vice president's office right now who should be dealing with a lot of things. Actually, she has been tasked to take care of our border. And she has basically. But what do you mean? We I don't think she's in. incompetent. I just think they won't allow her to do anything because they don't want her to do anything. They just want her to. They they needed her as uh, they needed a black woman as as VP. That's what they needed her for. Her job is to sit down and shut up, sit in your office and send out some emails and just look black. But you're not going to look like a. You're woman. not going to call her a true. She's Black not. Vice well, she's biracial. She's there's nothing biracial. wrong with being biracial. No, but, there's but not. She's there's not. not. There's but, not. She, but you can't say she's the first Black vice president because she's she's it, not. These the Democrats. Maybe the first person of color. The Democrats are notorious for putting these checks on the board next to oh look president Black president check oh look vice president uh, female vice president glass senior blow okay check. They are notorious for putting people in there that literally have no business being in these places but see, Tim just Scott, because of when, race. Exactly. But see, that's where we break the boundary with Tim Scott. I think it, it has nothing to do with the color of his skin. He's a fantastic politician. Yeah, there are certain He's people a great that transcend. Here, you know what is fantastic? Is there certain people that transcend their skin color? Tim Scott's one of them. Uh, Colin Powell was one of them. Condoleezza Rice was one of them. They literally are so smart. You don't look at them as a as a gender or as a race. You look at them as you listen to them and you're like, oh my god, that makes so much damn sense. Well, maybe Kamala some- can't put a freaking sentence well, together. No, well, she can. They won't. They won't let her. Well, I she's not can. good in front they, of a camera. I think not. she's and better okay. with behind the scenes, maybe where she's not on TV, but she was in front the- of. Attorney General. She's yeah. she's an intelligent Tabitha. person. She's Tabitha. intelligent, but she's not good on a podium. No. Tabitha, she's not intelligent because intelligent people can put can string words together that mean something. They know how to she, formulate a thesis sentence. She, when she was they Attorney know how General, to send, they know how to she put. She did. The, I figured this. out. I've guys. seen many many speeches yeah. of hers. What, they that give her, were, they no, give her stupid the pills. No, I figured it out. Tabitha, you're, in my opinion, you are right. She is very intelligent. Eric, I think you're right. She can't put sentences together. You know why? Because she's trying to formulate all the lies that she's being right. told. No, no come on, dude, Eric. She's like, she's getting asked direct questions, and she's like, "Oh crap, I know the right answer. I can't say the right answer. How the hell do I get out of this?" Just like mm. the White House press secretary, she's the worst ever. Partly because she's got to come up with answers that she's trying not to lie about. Is she stupid she's- too? Oh. I don't think I don't. She's stupid. Too. I don't, I'm not saying why that. Did, what, then why do they have the guy? I can't. I'm remember just his saying name. that she's the worst when it comes to information, giving answers because you never know what you're getting. You're like, what? And maybe it's because the bar was set so high before um, the Biden administration came in with Kayla and McMahon because she was so awesome, the best ever because she was prepared 
And she was giving direct answers whether the media wanted to hear it or not. And there because she didn't have to lie. Bingo. Because the That's truth was point. already there. She did not have to lie. She didn't have to go through a little playbook and decide who she could and couldn't take questions from. She didn't have to have all these lies in her head well, maybe and try not, to come maybe out with the truth. Maybe it's not that right. they're stupid. They're not maybe stupid. Maybe it's not that they're stupid. No, they're not. You don't check it get out. that far in life yeah. being stupid. You do in the liberal there's circles. A, yes, no, you do. No, no. Oh, there's, my there's God. There's a lot of intelligent Tabitha. liberal people. I'm not good. I don't want to say it because I want to get fired from my the people I work with, but <laughs> but I I work in the liberal space corporate wise a lot. Okay, I walk into a lot of liberal clients' offices. These people are not the smartest people on the planet. They know how to maybe run a business, but as far as as um, if you were to talk, to, and I'm very interested to see what this guy says coming in here today. If you were to talk to them and get them to square up crime with more policing or crime with I didn't uh, say they have common sense. That's what but, but that's the point. But I think that yeah, that's the point. It's critical thinking. Critical thinking. Do. Critical thinking. That's what I mean. If I if I talk to the the press secretary at the White House and I go, crime is rampant in this country. What are you going to do about it? And then they start talking about social issues. No, 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 no. You're not hearing me. What are you going to do about people getting shot in St. Louis, Missouri last night? Can you answer that question? Hey, can you do me a favor? Can Answer the damn question. Why do we have balloons flying over the United States right now? You should be able to formulate some kind of a thought process of why that's going on. Well, we're not going to have to worry about with that with Tim Scott. You know, I, I have no problem, quite honestly, with electing someone because they are black, because quite honestly, it's OK to have somebody represent a very large portion of our country. I don't have an issue with that, but they have to they have to be the right person. They have to be in that position because they belong no, in that Tim position, Scott comes across not as, just because Tim, of their Tim skin Scott color. Is, that's what I was talking about. Tim Scott comes across as, I don't care if I'm purple. I'm, I got some really good uh, conservative ideas over here. He backed and Trump then, all the way. And then he starts talking and you're like, oh my God, your conservative ideas mm -hmm. are great. That's the, the beauty of of people who are actually competent is he that you be, don't, yeah. is the transition from skin color to I don't give a damn what your skin color is. You see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and we're going to continue to cover it. <clears throat> it's going to be interesting. We're certainly going to have a lot of theater when it comes to the Republican side as the election nears. Tabitha, what in the heck is going on? We got updates yesterday. Now the State Department, the United States State Department is telling U.S. citizens still in Russia to leave immediately due to the ongoing war in Ukraine and the risk of harassment now and in incarceration at the hands of Russian officials. There, there's been, this isn't the first time they, they issued a very similar statement months ago. So it, I don't think anything too crazy is going on now compared to then, but what is happening right now, Putin's being backed into a corner. Think about this. We we're no longer in a proxy war. We are in a real war. Our government doesn't want to call it that, but it is a real war. Russia considers it a real war. And when you're at war with another country, guess what? You don't want that other country's citizens to be in your country. And, and right now, Russia, they're, they're, be, they're, they're getting prepared. We have Ukrainian troops right here in the United States, in Oklahoma, training on the Patriot missile defense system. Mm -hmm. And very soon, those items are going to be over there. The defense system is going to be in the Ukraine. We have tanks, tanks coming in. There's 387 tanks total heading to Ukraine from various European countries, from the United States. The first one should arrive mid-March. And this is all to fight? All to Russia. fight Russia. And so, so the United States 
all of Europe, all of NATO, they are coming up against Russia. They are sending, when they send these tanks into Ukraine starting in March, and whenever they start receiving these Patriot missile defense systems, it's such a big deal because it's going to be even harder for Russia to fight back. We've always said Putin will not lose. He will not lose. And so therefore, he is amassing a million, some people say 2 million troops along the border that he's getting ready to send to Ukraine. And if you're an American and you're in Russia right now, you are the enemy. Eric, did you guys, I know you watch Tucker Carlson a lot. Did you see, there was a, he had an interview the other night of a guy who said America is who is starting crap with China and Russia. It's, I've heard a lot. And, and it's you, not, they said that the Biden administration yeah. is literally poking anyone. Of course we are. And everyone, they well, how can we say? Do you of doubt it? We are in my mind. We but just what, said okay, but we you just need, said but, we were going to be at see, war with China. Who is who is our who's our guiding light in this? Because now you're right. There's nothing. Here's the deal in what you just said. Biden has lied to us just time and time and time again. I don't know what's true anymore. I don't know what this octagon image is over the over Canada is. I don't know what she, she must be going. These guys are nuts. If they give, if they keep this up, they're going to get us in World War Three. We're and already in World War Three. Not so much. No, we we actually literally are. We're in, in a World cold war. war when you war say it's not a cold war, when you it's, say it's, when it's you say a, a proxy war, war that's we're why no you longer say. in a proxy war because you know what? When we have when we have Ukrainian troops here in our country training on our Patriot missile defense system, we are in a real war. This is not a, a fake war anymore. This is a real war. It's not a proxy war. We're not just sending money over. We're not just sending weapons over. We are training their troops. We have Americans on the border right now ready to go into Ukraine to fight. We are in a real war. And then we have our government who just said, what, a week ago, that we are going to be in a war with China by 2025. And then other generals came forward are, and said, no, not 2025. Try six months from yeah, now. Yeah, there's there's interesting six things. Months. Six months. Like, I, I'm very interested to know, and I know we'll never get the answer to this. We'll get, like, we'll get the answer, but no one will say it's the truth. Who the hell blew up the Nord Stream pipeline? We did. We did. I know. <laughs> I know. It's but we sad. but we said that Russia blew of it up. And Russia's did. like, uh, no, we didn't actually do this. We don't have the technology to go put bombs on the bottom of the ocean. That's the game I mean, we always play. And then you and then you go like this, and then you just square this, Tabitha. There's a damn balloon hovering over the damn country. And we probably did that too. With American writings on it. With United States companies helping them build this thing. That's absolutely and correct. And she I would just wonder, is she going, we didn't put that damn thing up there. And if we did. We thought they were going to take it out over the Pacific. I mean, seriously, it's like, what do you believe anymore? It's like, if, it's like Pinocchio. Not if the damn nose starts growing one time, then you have, if you're the boy that cried wolf, and that's what the Biden administration is, they're the boy that cried wolf. Yeah, I had, I, my documents that were in the garage are much different than Trump's. No, they're not. They're in the damn garage where you have a damn drug addict son who's selling your information to Ukraine, Russia, and China. This is it's all no money. difference. It's you all about money. Totally. I mean, this guy, I I legitimately don't want to not like any United States president. I'm getting to the point right now where I legitimately don't like him. Well, as a human being. Country. Yeah, as a, yeah. But he hasn't changed. He's been the same guy that ran for president that was yelling no, in no. the face of an auto worker in right. Detroit. Exactly. I mean, exactly. this is a guy that was yelling. Now, he doesn't talk to reporters anymore because he got the position somehow, somewhere. Where is he? 
but he doesn't deal with people anymore. Where really. is he? Why doesn't he just slide the door open to the press and say, guys, what's up? What a weekend. I'm going to play the part of Joe Biden real fast. What a weekend. <laughs> wow. I've never seen Stop, so many. You're failing already. You actually are making points. No, when I'm not trying and to. speaking yeah. without slurring. I'll take any questions that I can. Um, there's a few things under national security that I can't talk about. Biden, but- Biden doesn't matter. He's just a puppet. He's just a talking head that stands there. And, and that's always been the case. It, not just with Biden, with with pretty much every president. There's just so much going on with Russia, China, the United it's States all about now. Money. It's all about money. You know why? Because remember how we just defaulted? We're, our country is bankrupt. We just defaulted. Uh, we have no money. Well, guess what? War makes money. War is very profitable. So you go, this This is why war happens every so many years, because that's how your country well, makes money. Well, here's the deal. This is why it sucks, 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 is because these, de- just go to the green lights, the lasers. The, the United States government knows what they were. What the hell were they? Just tell us what they yeah, were. Yeah, there's a lot of things over the last 50 you know, years that the government has not told us. Well, no, no, it's Did time. you see the, what, the Weather Channel posted? Oh, no, what I didn't. What did they know. post? The Weather Channel made a post with, like, photos of UFOs. Okay, that, Talking about that. UFOs shot down. And I thought that was kind of crazy coming from the legitimate the Weather Channel. Here's the deal. Hey, the, by the way, happy birthday to listener and viewer Glenn Thompson. Happy birthday, Glenn. Glenn and his wife oh, are avid listeners and concert goers of platinum rock legends and happy valentine's day and happy valentine's day i wore my day. red for you that's what we said you look fantastic <laughs> do you have a valentine today i do not have a valentine <laughs> i am a single look, and single eric, that was the best look you've ever given <laughs> well oh, i feel sorry for for you because you don't oh have god a i am so happy no yeah, you're not oh, you wore yes. red today for a reason i and i feel know, sad uh, Tabitha, it, anybody out there want to go out with Tabitha today? No, thank you. Everybody we, raise your hand. We need to do a separate like recording, like a pod that's not part of the live show to talk about my Dating views life? on relationships. <laughs> that is bull crap. First of all, you know, she's a relation or was a relationship uh, doctor. Whatever. Not a doctor. She's a human uh, being. She wants to snuggle <laughs> with somebody in her bed at night. No, and, I do not. Yes, you do. <laughs> I, you know what? And Wait, you want to eat some lasagna with your boy across the table. You, yes, need, to, you, you need to go watch. There's a, a I Netflix know. series called Alone, and it's about survivalists out in the woods. You're that? No, you know, it, it, the thing is, is Naked that... Naked and afraid. You can't, <laughs> that can't snuggle with a Jeep. <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. There was a time when people had to be together in relationships yes. because um, the men needed to hunt for the food. Yes. Oh the my women God. had to Here raise the kids who were going to go out and hunt for the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I, I I have my own money. I can reach the... Uh, that's I can, not the I can point. get a ladder that's, out to reach the lonely? top shelf. You're not lonely? No. It's a great time to talk about if this anybody kind of was, was just never going to be lonely, for eight years, no thanks. it would be Tabitha. So when you go to Napoli, your bougie-ass little bar, when you go to your bougie-ass little bar. There's nothing wrong with Napoli. I didn't say there's anything wrong with Napoli. (laughs) Eric's been to Napoli. When you see some guy give you a little wink at the end of the bar, you're like, okay, okay, I could do this. (laughs) Nothing? There's no spark? No. Is your spark plug dead? Yes. Well... (laughs) Sorry, come on, man. Hopefully, your spark plug isn't dead. Come on. Yeah, I was yours seeing, too. No, no, no. I was seeing someone for eight years, and now I need eight years to recover and get back. Oh to, dear uh, God, Drew yeah. Collins said he wants to go out with you. Uh, come Todd, on, Drew, let's go. Todd says he'll pick you up for breakfast. <laughs> I hop. He'll take you to I hop <laughs> as soon as the show is over. Not bougie enough. Relationships aren't for everyone. You know, I know Vic goes against this because he's very Catholic. Stop it. And it's in the Bible <laughs> that you're it. supposed to be coupled up it. with someone. But you know what? I have a child. <laughs> no, no, you're not be. supposed to be anything. I don't. I don't think. Quite honestly, I don't think people. And I know this is a very controversial. 
I don't think humans were meant to be with the same person forever. <laughs> I think you should cycle people in and out like every yeah, eight baby. to 10 years. <laughs> cycle them in and out. <laughs> Jesus. I think somebody on this show said that they came in and out of the bedroom really fast. Yeah. Uh, no name's going to be mentioned. What happened? Yeah. Don't problem. Um, the spark plug talk is yeah, probably Tabitha, the best thing uh, anyway. I, I like your little red shirt over there. Thank you. It is representing women who do have boyfriends very well. I'm with Jamie. She can buy her own chocolate and yeah. flowers. But don't you miss it? Okay, here's a good legit. All right, uh, here's a legitimate question. So you hate the relationships? Fine, whatever. You know, you, I, no, I think on. that people are better off mm. without them. Do you miss this day? This is first of all, uh, me and Vic and Scotty will all agree on this. Guys, don't give a damn about valentine's day we don't care we act like we most care. women don't hold on either. hold on valentine's um, day valentine's not the day. women i've known valentine's <laughs> day can get guys killed though if they, they don't really do it care. right if they don't do it right guys can get literally killed if they don't do it right <laughs> it's a so here's my question here here's holiday. my here's my question That's to awesome, you man. It, do you not miss the chocolates i can buy and myself the, and chocolates do you not miss the flowers i can buy myself flowers do, you sound like Miley Cyrus now. You're asking the questions. Yeah, I'm okay. giving you the answers. All right, I tried, guys. I tried, guys. I tried pulling it out of Tabitha Hassle for you. No, you tried. Hey, anyway. by the way, uh, a new study says the CDC. Um, hey, Scotty boy, can you hear us? He can't. Yes, I just didn't want. Hey, Scott. All right, that's right. He was having a conversation yeah. with the mic. I wanted to make that's sure okay. he knew I was getting. So I'm having to text him really quick. Yeah. He's so not that he gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want him to say anything. No, go ahead and say whatever you want. We don't care. It's a podcast. So, Eric, let's talk about your relationship status. Stop it. We're not getting into that. Well, I, I, Eric has I, a beautiful girlfriend. Hold on. Here's the deal. Who here's, I love, by the way. I've here's got an deal. important story about masks. Hold on. I, this is important, Vic. It's a Valentine's Day mask. Um, I do think that people are happier. Their blood, their blood pressure is lower. They're less stressed. So you're talking about men. If you have, men need relationships. If you have a co-pilot in life. I think that it's something that people look forward to. If you find the right person, I do think that it is a nightmarish hell Men if you're me. not with the right person. I no, mean, don't say things I'm like that. My, I was trying to. I was trying to be. Uh, I know you are. You're, and you know what? And you're a. You truly are a sweetheart, and so are you, Vic, and and Scotty is as well. Even though he's not listening to us, I want to make my own little Valentine tarts. You know those little sweet tart things with the little sayings on yes, them yes. that says "Men are needy. Men need men need women." Not really. <laughs> No, men are not needy. Men are they? They're men, simpletons. Most the, the, men the, the, need the to faster, be in a relationship, and the women faster do not. that you realize that guys are the simplest objects on the planet, the the better off you'll be. Women are not the simplest objects on the planet. They they say one thing, but you know they mean another, and it's your job <laughs> to figure out we what they simple. damn meant. I didn't say we were simple. Okay. I love where the show went with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's Day. It's our Day. bent on Valentine's Day discussion on the on You know what? Day. This is certainly better than proving that the CDC was wrong with the information. Now the actual <laughs> scientific data study was just shown that public places were not made any safer with masking. Chicago, uh, what is it? The Times? Chicago Sun-Times? What yes. Is yes. Chicago Sun-Times. It was actually released in the Chicago Sun-Times stating that Rachel Walensky, the director of the CDC, and the information they said regarding masking did not, I repeat, did not help in reducing any transmission. As we had said, and if you want to wear a mask, that's fine. It's just the CDC was trying to force everybody saying that it was actually saving lives when evidence and scientific studies are now showing that it did not. And I think that's a big story and a big deal to cover before we get to rapper T double, because the fact is lives were changed. 
Um, businesses were put in very bad situations. Uh, people were put in bad situations. Now, I believe, and I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, oh, yeah, it made sense. We'll put a mask on. But ever since we had the 3M expert come in and explain to us, unless you're wearing an N95 properly fitted, well, disposed of properly. Still 25 feet away, even then. if you're a man without a it wouldn't work. So no. It's not just that. It's the vex. It's the... Don't, the cupcake. Don't say it. Uh, the cupcake <laughs> is is lumped right in there with it because now we're seeing all these lawsuits against the the cupcake, and it's starting to grow of people who have been injured. Not it, not just it didn't work, and now animals but injured animals. They're wanting to they're wanting to cupcake. Thank you for bringing this up. Animals, and you know what that means? That means you might go to your grocery store and you might buy a steak oh, and your even though you haven't gotten the cupcake your steak has is that right it's a yes. story Vic. that was just released it's true eric i saw and, it and states are starting to i don't know the it, legitimacy of everything that's going on with it regarding if it could really hurt us or help us or if you're actually I don't want be it, putting it in your body i don't want that in in my meat or in mm -hmm. any of my food if gmos are bad enough antibiotics bad enough uh, all the hormones they put in is bad enough do i want an mrna cupcake in my meat no i do not you gotta flag the no, tape I do on not. that one is it is that's it, a bumper sticker <laughs> is it tennessee i think it's tennessee is the, the state bumper sticker they're out oh my God. they are outlawed <laughs> could you repeat that, that again Tavita, come you, on. see if you can do that again i don't so, even know what i said an mrna <laughs> cupcake in my whatever i don't know it was fantastic i thought you said your meat meat in my cupcake anyway. <laughs> I want meat happy my valentine's so an uh, unvaccinated person has intercourse with someone who's vaccinated uh-huh is that the same dude i'm just saying i nah. mean if you're gonna eat it in your Vic, meat i mean come on i, Vic, I don't think I, it's I gonna think make a difference go to a different i think you gotta go Vic. to a different topic man to be picking up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it is Valentine's Day. <laughs> Careful who you're shagging. Wow. Oh, wow, my God. My that Lord. is the best. She said she didn't want. You didn't say infected. You just said. I said an mRNA cupcake meat. in my meat. <laughs> As in a steak. Come on now. Leave it to you guys to turn that into something dirty. Um, Tabitha. Oh, geez. You've turned the tables on me in the past. And I'm she like, doesn't even on. laugh when she says it. She doesn't. Because I, I didn't think of it as being funny. It's I'm hilarious. Like picturing livestock you are the funniest person I know. You are literally the funniest person I know. Unintentionally. Uh, whatever. It's just funny, man. I got a damn Tabitha poster over my, my kitchen table. It's the funniest thing. I'm so, glad it's over the kitchen so table. So, Tabitha, what do people need to take away from cupcake infected meat? Move to Tennessee. Oh, stop no, it. Get a, get a hold. Of, you know what? In, in the state of Tennessee, they are going to, <clears> I think <throat> that it's already passed. They are not going to allow meat to be sold in their grocery stores if the animal had an MRNA cupcake. So, you know what? Guess what? Get a hold of your legislators here in the great state of Missouri whatever state you may live in mm -hmm. and tell them, I don't want to go to my grocery store. I don't want to purchase food, whether it be steak, chicken, poultry, whatever you might be getting okay. and not know if it has an MRA well, cupcake. Well, we do it. need to talk to somebody, Vic, a physician or somebody that knows what this does. And is it effective if it was injected into the meat of cow chickens or whatever it is? I would like to know if it transfers because I and think about, it seems like a pretty fragile substance. And think about the bigger picture. Look what the cupcake is doing to humans and the myocarditis and all of the other health issues. Yeah. What's going to happen to the livestock? If they go out, let's say, and you have 10,000 cows and you inject them all with the 
C word, um, mRNA cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> Talk Dear to code God. these days. So if anybody can figure out those code words. And how many, what's, <clears throat> is that going to deplete our livestock? Are they all going to drop dead? Are they going to have heart issues? And then if they don't, if you eat their meat that has been injected with the mRNA cupcake, are you going to get myocarditis from that? I feel like I'm in a Pink Floyd song all of a sudden. <laughs> How can you have your it's cupcake like if you don't eat your meat? Riddle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Does it that's, feel like that's feel like damn I'm, good, Eric? It's like the wall, it's the dark side of the moon, whatever. Are Are you really concerned about this? I'm extremely concerned. Okay. As a matter of fact, I'm so concerned that this week I'm going to, and I've been saying I'm going to do this forever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go buy a one of those stand up deep freezes to put out in my garage. I'm going to go buy a whole cow from someone I know who doesn't use that type of thing. And yes. I can't wait to hear the rest of that. I am also the door opener on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tabitha, you're so passionate about these things. It's, and, you know what? It's, I'm it's, passionate. It's, my, my son's dad died from COVID. Okay. I have pure, I, I consider myself a pure blood. I have the magic blood because guess what? I had the C and I didn't get, uh, I wasn't sick. I didn't have any symptoms. And guess what? I have to survive longer for my son. And we all want to live mm-hmm. as long as we can. I am not going to take the chance, since I didn't get the cupcake, to go and eat a steak and get the cupcake from that. Yeah. You know, your our health should be the utmost important to all of us. No, we all want to live longer. And so it, it is very passionate for me. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. And that's why I wanted to ask you about it. We appreciate you updating us on that. Um, the other big story that we've been talking about, Guy flying all around Michigan State University, unfortunately. Uh, there were at least three students killed, five injured. Um, the killer who was found dead, Anthony McRae, at the at Michigan State University. So um, a 43-year-old um, police identified the gunman as. So that was a national story. Um, just let everybody know it's, it's a sad thing. We've seen those stories happen before. But are you so desensitized right now, Vic, that it doesn't even matter? Um, and, and, yeah. and I'm saying yeah, on, I am. I on am a human level, on a human level. It, it all depends on the level in regards to what, what do we mean by desensitized. When it comes to the amount of stories in school shootings or colleges, yeah. Um, if, if my if my student is there, and of course you guys know that I spent 11 years in Detroit and I love that place and I know a lot of people have kids at Michigan State. So they were posting. When you see family members posting about it, um, when that violence comes to your family, it, then it changes things. Yeah. You're not desensitized anymore as much as we have with that. By the way, you're listening to Cancel This. It's CancelThisShow.com. Once again, CancelThisShow.com. Kathy Hilbig Strick, realtor, will be in tomorrow uh, working on Colonel Joe for the week as well. Uh, on Friday, Chanel Rian from AON will be joining us. She was a massively popular guest when she was on. She'll be coming in 9 o'clock on Friday as well. And, of course, you can get all of our original content at CancelThisShow.com. Once again, share the show. You can go on there, check out your favorite platforms, and like and subscribe no matter what you're doing. And, of course, if you can't, Watch us live or watch it and you're on the go. You can always listen to it, as you know. We edit those podcasts that go straight to our audio platforms at iHeart, Spotify, Google, and Apple, of course. Uh, Scotty Gherkin running the boards and the cameras, as always. We've got Eric Johnson here. Tab of the hassle looking for a Valentine on this <laughs> Valentine's Day. She says she doesn't, but she's playing hard yeah, to get. We'll get you know back that into goes. that. <clears throat> she's Another playing hard day. to get. I'm Vic Faust, and of course, uh, we're... Very, very, very blessed. And I say blessed that we have somebody who wanted to come into the studio today. Uh, rapper T-Dub-O, 
St. Louis's own yeah. in studio today. T dub O. Am I saying yeah. it right? T dub O. Yes, sir. Yeah. As, 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 and he's got a Seattle head on. You, are you a Mariners Ex- fan? I definitely am. Explain, yeah. definitely explain, am. explain your situation. I lived. I, are you from Seattle? No, I'm from St. Louis. You're from St. Louis? Yeah. I knew Ken Griffey Jr. Did you? I knew A-Rod. You lucky. <laughs> I lived in Seattle for uh, for quite some time. I was on Sports Talk Radio, and I have a very fond place in my heart. I actually went to see games that the Mariners played in the Old Kingdom. Yeah, which, I've been a few times. Seattle's a beautiful city. It is beautiful. It, it kind of turned me off the night that they get they they uh, had sushi. They were walking sushi <laughs> down and saying, "Get your hot beer, cold beer, and then sushi." I was like, "I'm out." <laughs> the times. A- A-T-double, uh, yeah. but Alex Rodriguez and King Griffey Jr. They don't know Eric. Right. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they, King Griffey Jr. used to say, oh, "You look like Kevin Bacon." That's how he always said, "Hey, look, Kevin Bacon." I can kind of see that. I yep. can see, see it too, man. <laughs> I could see that. Hey, <laughs> T-Double, you got a new album that was released. You're one of us. Of course, we're a, a national podcast, a live show, but sure. we're based out of the St. Louis area. You're one of our own. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, a new album that's being released, and then we'll get into talking about issues and subjects that you've dealt with from a personal standpoint. Definitely. Uh, well, my name is T-Double. I'm a hip-hop artist from right here in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I got my start actually in battle rap. Uh, it was a local league by the name of Street Status, which has come to international fame. Uh, I was scouted by the league owner due to my my skill set. Uh, it took a minute for me to actually indulge his request, uh, just being young and, and arrogant, not knowing if that was the path for me. Uh, but ultimately, I, I saw the light in regards to how these rappers were getting millions and millions of views, but nobody was dropping any music. So it, I'm like, this is free promotion, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I got yep. my start, built a small international fan base, um, you know, cult-like following, dropped a couple mixtapes while I was honing my craft and really learning how to create music and forge my own lane in regards to the direction I wanted to go. And um, after that, I mean, the rest is just history. I dropped a couple, you know, crazy mixtapes, a couple albums, been consistent with my work ethic, and uh, I've done some amazing things so far. Yeah. My son and I listened to you uh Two days ago and last night, he's a okay. he's a freshman. Loves, loves, loves rap. Loves your stuff. For sure. Thinks it's raw. Thank you. It's real. Um, I don't love all the videos as a dad with my yeah. kids seeing some of them, but I'm telling you, you're good, man. I've never. I mean, you're talented. Thank you, you got the voice. And if the whole rapper thing doesn't work, um, like James Earl Jones, move over because <laughs> uh, T-Dub-O will be doing all the voice work that needs to be done. You got a great voice, super talented. Hollywood, you heard him. Um, in regards how can people find um, some of your work right now what's the best place to find you and what you're doing everywhere just search T-Dub-O whether you you know go to Google or any type of social media or any music platform like just type in my name you're gonna gonna see me for sure when we met it was through a friend of yours who said you guys gotta have this guy on you've gotta have T-Dub-O on because a lot of what you talk about you know as we talk about and we joke about it you know, we're, we're four white people, three in St. Louis or three in St. Charles County, one in St. Louis County. Uh, Tabitha and she'll tell you, she lived in the city for a little bit. None for of sure. us have. Um, th- there's no surprise that there's issues that are going on in the city. But your friend Chris said, hey, let's see if we can get T-Dub in at least to talk about issues where he may disagree when it comes to some of the issues you have. For sure. We're not all for big government. I'd love to start the whole conversation with you talking about how you're not for big government. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, 
I'm I'm not Democrat or Republican. I'm I'm in between. You know, I, I agree with some of the stances on on both sides. Uh, I disagree with some of the stands stances on both sides. Um, I just I just view it like this. I, I feel like what I was taught as as a kid in regards to the the history and the morality of America. I don't feel like that's where we are right now in regards to liberty for everybody, freedom for everybody. Um, and even what you, what you all was just talking about in regards to the cupcake, I haven't eaten a cupcake and I don't plan on eating a <laughs> Good, cupcake. Good, neither way. Good. Uh, <laughs> you know, no one in my household is eating a cupcake. And we've also been blessed to none of us have, have ca- caught COVID either, right. uh, even though, you know, we've been traveling and all of that. You know, we've we just been blessed. Um, but the, the right to choose is what America was founded on. Um, and I feel like we've gotten away from that. And not just in our communities, of, of course, the black community has been dealing with, you know, oppression in regards to those freedoms forever. Uh, but now we're starting to see it trickle down everywhere. Yeah. And, and you said you'd never lived in the in the city, but I don't view St. Louis City and St. Louis County as that different. Um, in St. Louis County alone this year, some of the same issues that we deal with in the city are, are we're starting to see in the county. St. Yeah. Louis County homicide rate rose 37 percent last year. Yeah. Uh, so those issues are, are beginning to, you know, translate a, across those borders, so to speak. Oh, you're absolutely right. And it, when you when you come in this room, and we've had a lot of people come in here, it, it the 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 point of it is we're all seeing the same things, and we're all trying to have discussion about how to make things better. Right. Whether however that gets done, it doesn't matter to me. But but the the biggest problem in St. Louis, hands down, there's not even a close second, is the crime. Absolutely. It's the the fact that their community's hurting. Every time there's a new kid that I watch uh, Channel 2, 4, and 5, every morning I see 15 minutes of some kid got shot Absolutely. in St. Louis. And I'm like, I'm disgusted. Not yeah. because of myself, because every kid represents an entire family network that exactly. now has to mourn the death of that kid. So every time someone comes in here, just remember, it's like, we just want to help. <laughs> We're literally sure. like, what do you do to help? And, and you're right, St. Louis County... It's leadership to me. It's if Absolutely. you if you don't look at the crime as like a tumor, as a cancerous tumor, and you're not going to go vigorously at it, the tumor is just going to keep growing. Absolutely. But th- we don't have that problem in St. Charles. St. Charles, we have leadership out there that's like, you bring that crap here, we're going to catch you. You're going to go to jail for a long time. Well, it's, it's also deeper than that because in St. Charles, and, and my mother-in-law lives in St. Charles, uh, we spend a lot of time out there. Mm-hmm. Um it's deeper than that. You know, it's, it's so many different, you know, opportunities, events, uh, just, you know, across, across the holiday, going down the main yeah. street, whether yeah. it's the, the Christmas lights festival mm-hmm. or the Halloween, yep. like it's so many different things that the city of St. Charles invests for the community to be a part of. It's like, okay, if you need help, it's there Amen. for you. Amen. And that's the difference between St. Louis and, and St. Charles. Let me tell you this though. Back when I was her age, I used to go to St. Louis. <laughs> I used to go to St. Louis city because there were so many things to do. There yeah. was the arch on this any given Saturday. There was the VP fair on 4th of July. Right. There was uh, Washington. We used to go from bar to bar to bar. We used to go to Pioneers. Uh, we used to go to the landing. For sure, yeah. And it was, St. Louis was vibrant. It was amazing. It made St. Charles look like a cow town. It did, <laughs> I'm serious. But now it's all dead because Tashara and our leadership. Tashara Jones, St. Louis Mayor. Lida Cruz yeah. before that. Yeah. <laughs> Black leadership. They just Terrible. don't care Terrible. about anything else that's not outside of their little and, and I agree with that. And and people try to crucify me because, you know, oh, first black woman mayor. And I was pushing for that, you know, and I, I had faith in, in regards to that situation until 
um, I started to see the results. And me, personally, I don't care if you're black, white, Amen. Uh, Asian, whatever you are, whatever you identify as, if you're not doing your job properly, I'm going to hold you accountable. Yeah. I'm not going to give you grace on the fact of whatever race you was born in. If if we decide to elect you and use our voices to give you that power to represent us, to actually help us, and I see that you're not doing that job properly, I'm going to call you out. And a lot of people don't like that. You Just know, before so. I throw it to her, because I know she's wanting to get on it, there's a there's a lady down there called um, 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 Kim Gardner. Yeah. And she's letting a lot of people St. Louis out. Circuit Attorney. She's letting a lot of kids out of prison. And she's funded by this cat named George Soros. Is there a chance that St. Louis City can see... Pat, what has happened to the prosecutor's office and maybe vote this this lady out? I mean, I'm I've been aware of that from from the jump. Um and I again we supported Kim getting into that office. Um, but as you all are seeing her let out some people that possibly should be put away, um, we're seeing the same prosecutor's office throw the book at people that don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Uh that's the same issues that that we're facing. So it's Overall, we have a problem with leadership in St. Louis, the entire region. Yeah. Um, not just in the county, not just in the city. I, I think it goes as far as statewide. And until we start to have these real honest, open dialogues, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it's going to change. Yeah, we're going to have some – I know Tabitha's got uh, a few questions at least to ask now when it gets into that from a policing standpoint. For sure. A- a- absolutely. And and But before that, before I talk to you about police, what, one thing I – and it kind of ties together. I'm from Chicago. You know, I I was aware of rapping long before it ever came to St. Louis. And to me, rap has always been a way of of, of people expressing themselves. For sure. You know, and so I know there's a big tie-in. And I know you've probably lost a lot of friends over the years. There's a lot of tie-in between rapping and gangs. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if that tie-in comes from people people in poverty wanting to be able to express themselves and their frustrations. Well, you can't limit gangs to just rap um oh absolutely you know it's, it's just unfortunately it's a part of inner city culture and it didn't start with 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 black culture um i mean look at how we praised the american mafia um yeah you know the chinese triad so on and so forth the yakuza, yakuza. yep um Japanese. gangs yeah gangs in in a sense <clears throat> of impoverished communities of people trying to fight against oppression and fight their way out um ultimately they become outlaws so there's, there's a phrase that I love from the Batman movies. Either you die a hero or you live long enough to become a villain. It's human nature to, to survive, you know. So whatever path you decide to choose to do that, ultimately it comes down to your free will. But normally where you see poverty, you're going to see gangs, you're going to see crime. But so many rap songs are about F the police. For sure. You see people waving around around guns and, mm-hmm. and drugs and Stacks of cash. I, you know, back I had a different show back in 2013. I followed a lot of the local rappers. Most of them are dead now. It, it, a lot of them. A lot of them. Okay. And so, is that a true hatred for police? Is it a way of expressing how they how rappers really feel, or is it really just a song? Um, it depends on the rapper. I think a lot of people may use rap as a way to get popular. Me, when I say F the police, I really mean it. And it doesn't mean police as individual humans. It means the structure of policing. You never heard nobody say F the fire department. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just being honest. So it's, it's not that we have a hatred for public servants. Uh, we have a hatred for how policing is bestowed upon our community. Think about it like this. Mm-hmm. And, and I always combat this when people say we need more police in St. Louis City. Mm-hmm. 
we have more police walking the street per capita than Manhattan. And Manhattan has 8 million people. Clearly, we don't need more police. We have the highest recidivism rate in the nation. That means when people go to jail, they come out and go back to jail. Clearly, the jails and the rehabilitation programs in the jail aren't working. It may be time to look at some different options. So you well, don't think we do need new, more police? Absolutely not. We we have more per capita than Manhattan. We we don't need more police. We need better policing. I, well, how do you yeah, get that, though? That. And I, by the way, we're talking with St. Louis area rapper T. Dubbo. Uh, he's got a new album that's coming out as well. Just type it in. He said, Google him, check him out. You'll find all of his work. I had the opportunity from Chris, uh, your contact, your friend, your teammate, yeah. who sent me your work. Um, super, super talented guy. And as you can hear him talk right now, very well-spoken, incredible voice, and super talented, like I said, and bringing, very educated, bringing some great points to view. Uh, just so that people understand, my, my only issue is, have you had something personal happen to you that you would say F the police? Because I've got a dad who was a cop who did everything he possibly could before he got out of it sure. to do things the right way. He walked me through jails, or at least he walked me through once uh, in the St. Clair County area. And I got scared the hell out of you. Well, it scared the hell out of me, but, <laughs> but I also saw the respect that local gangs had because he treated guys who were in there the with proper re way with respect. Yeah. And, you know, little V, as they referred to him, they treated me with a lot of respect as well. So I don't see the F the police atmosphere, but I want to have this open conversation. I don't know why you would say that. I mean, it's just what we do. And yes, I have had personal experiences. Um, before I had those personal experiences, I watched it happen to people in my neighborhood. I watched it happen to my cousins. Uh, watched it happen to my uncles. I watched it happen to almost every black man that I ever knew. Uh, the first time I had a negative experience, I probably was 13 to 14 years old. Um, you're familiar with the structure of St. Louis County, 90 different municipalities yeah. for whatever reason, 90 different police departments. So you grew up in the county or the city? No, I grew up in the city. But my grandmother, she moved to the county. So going to her house was an escape from my neighborhood. So every holiday, every weekend, we spent it at Granny's. Um, and she lived in Velda City. I don't know if you're familiar with this small neighborhood. It's in Normandy off of Lucas yep. yeah, Normandy. It's a very small municipality, maybe, mm. maybe 1,500 citizens. One of the most corrupt police departments that you will ever meet. 30% mm -hmm. of their physical budget comes off of just pulling people over that comes through. If you don't have, if you haven't broken the law, they'll create a reason to give you a ticket just to bring in income. Right. Um, they have certain ordinances over there. If your grass grow an inch beyond this level, mm -hmm. you get a ticket. You can't have more than three people standing on your front porch, things like that, which is if I'm a property owner and this is my land, which my grandmother owned her house, mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't rent. It wasn't none of that. She owned her house. You're not going to tell me how many people can stand on my front porch. Um, so, and those are common laws. I, I I lived in Ladue for a number of years when I was in high school, and you could even be in your front yard at all. You which had to is be in absolutely your insane if we're talking about, <laughs> I mean, this is America. Yeah. <laughs> this is America. So um, we had family from out of town in one day. Uh, I can't remember if it was Christmas or New Year's, but it was wintertime. Um, family pulled up. They're bringing in their luggage. At the same time, a police officer who no, was known to harass young men around the neighborhood, name is Officer Winger. He was later found guilty on federal charges in regards to drug charges and some other things. So clearly he was a dirty cop. Um, came down the street as they're taking their bags out, coming up on the porch. He immediately hops out, uh, chip on his shoulder. Y'all have to walk to the back. Now, we have family from all over, you know, coming in. Uh, we got a cousin from New York. We got family from Tennessee. 
everywhere, Texas. So they're confused. Why is the police pulling up with a siren telling us we have to get off the front porch and walk through the back? My grandmother comes out. You know, they're just pulling up. They're bringing their stuff in. Everybody greeting them. You know, happy holidays. We're not going to be out here. He curses her out. Everybody else, they see the police. They, me, I've never been afraid of anything in my life. Man, beast, I, I was just raised that way. And mm-hmm. I've always been taught to question things that are wrong, no matter where it's coming from. I decided to question it. In return, I was placed in handcuffs, taken to their holding cell, which was above a liquor store. And I was handcuffed to a cell and beaten. As a 13-year-old. As a 13-year-old. Do you, do you feel like that's because you're black? <laughs> Absolutely. Or, but see, I can't agree with you on that. You know why? Because I have two brothers mm-hmm. who were beaten by police. Uh, when they were 13, 14 years old, mm-hmm. hit in the head with a flashlight. One of them actually was taken to the police station in Ladue. Yeah, it happens. I'm taken not, I'm away, not... from, away from where the cameras were, hit in the head <laughs> with a flashlight. Another one of my brothers, uh, the police beat him so bad, it broke his eye sockets, his nose. But are you making his point, though, that that's why he says after yeah. police? Yeah. I think there are bad police officers. I'm not disputing that it doesn't happen it, to white people. But what I think I'm it saying. happens to everyone. But, but do you it think does. it disproportionately, I should say maybe, happens to black people more than white people. Absolutely. Uh, it's, I mean, it's proven facts. We get killed more unarmed. Um, and I, I, I mean, but there look, are more white people killed by police unarmed than there are black people. That's, I mean, that's a fact in this country. I mean, it's more white people than it is black Absolutely people. You're so. the majority, but according to percentage, we have a higher percentage uh, in regards to actual chance of dying at the hands of police. Um, also, if you check the numbers, we're not a threat to the police. People who kill the police or white people, predominantly white men. I'm not a threat to the police, but they see me as a threat. And I'm not disputing that it doesn't happen to every other race. It does. That's why I say it's a problem with policing. It absolutely happens with every other race. One of the highest ranking percentages in regards to people that are shot by police are white women. It's a very high percent. Absolutely, absolutely very high. It's undeniable. So we have a problem with policing in this country. And it's not that Black people are the only people to deal with it. Everybody deals with it. It's just a proven fact that we deal with it at an absolute outrageous percentage higher than anybody yeah, the, else. Since the 70s are, are littered mm. with stories of cops kind of policing in their own way. There, I have a story of a, a guy who owned a house and the cops, instead of taking him to jail, would take him into his own basement, beat him with nightsticks and say, if I come back again, you're going to jail and you might not even make it out right. of here. So, so the... The, the, the American story of, of policing is littered with that kind of stuff. And I agree. That's bull crap. When you get pulled over, you shouldn't be in fear of anything. Absolutely not. It's a public servant trying to do a job. And I think, I think that, I think that, don't you feel like the pendulum's kind of starting to level out a little bit, that the cops understand they're scrutinized with their body cameras, that the cops are scrutinized by the public, that the cops are scrutinized amazing. They, I mean, we know more about what the cops are doing now than we have ever in the, in the history right. of this. But at the same time, violence, like you said, you don't t- say F the, the, the fire department. Right. Violence begets violence. Exactly. And if you have a violent perp in front of you and they're, a, they're suspicious of maybe breaking into a Macy's, that situation is kind of fragile, if right. you would say. And the, and the cop has to do his job to figure out how to negotiate this situation. No, I, I agree. And so it's like... We, we, I understand exactly what you're saying. I don't think any cop should beat anybody. But at the same time, we are in a position in this country where we have so much crime going on, where there's so much public property being destroyed. We have to do something. 
And, and the only people that are in, in that thin blue line thing is real. If the cops go away, it's, it's anarchy. And we have to figure out how to me- measure that a little bit more. I agree. And I, I think that before we get to the discussion about how do we fix this stuff, um, you know, what would your message be to the cops right now? What would you, what would you say to them? Would you, I know, are you still fearful of them? Are you kind of like, can you have a discussion with them? Or have you, have you changed it all the way that you look at a cop in St. Louis city? Don't you feel like, it's, I mean, can you feel their pain at all? It's cops that I interact with. Yeah. You know, I have uh, my little sister. She was engaged to a cop. I've had cops in my family. Uh, it's cops that I see out that are fans of my music. That yeah. are fans of my work. Exactly that right. even have, yep donated to programs, volunteer their programs, mm-hmm. they fully understand the messaging. Um, they understand why we say FTP because they know we're not saying it to them as individuals. Right. Uh, it's more so to the structure of what's wrong with policing. And they understand that. And yeah. it's just a problem of that has been miscommunicated. So when we say that and the media takes, oh, you know, they, they're saying F the police, they don't yeah. care. It's not that. We it, it has to be communicated properly. Yeah. And the police that I interact with, they understand that. You know, so yeah. I've, I've never been fearful of police, even as a kid. Yeah, but I, me and you are on the same page. Here's the deal. I think that I think that there's a lot of things we can fix. Crime, we can't. If you're a criminal, if you're a criminal and your nature by heart is to wake up in the city of St. Louis and you're going to go get a car, bring it back, whatever, or going to go steal diamonds. See, that's, or, that's a different level of crime. So it's levels to crimes, right? Okay, so you, right. Got, you got people that are committing crimes strictly on the fact that they're poor. Then you have a small percentage of individuals that may have a mental health issue. And then you have some truly just bad people. And and that's across the board. But majority of the crime that's happening in St. Louis City, predominantly, is because people are poor. And the majority of the crime that happens across the country, unfortunately, is carried out. Well, and I'm I'm assuming it is. It has to be. And it's also the African-American community at that highest rate. Absolutely. If you look at those stats as well. And you say it's because of the situations that people are born in, I guess. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's communities. Poverty. poverty. The, the, I, I always call it the lot, lottery of birth. Yeah. It is a lottery of birth, but it's also sometimes, but, you know, the culture. I, 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 I tell let's see if you believe me. I don't believe in racism. I think the racism, the way that we were born, unless you were born in 1857, we were all born in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. We, we were brought up in a culture of, of kind of bringing everybody together. And something happened just recently. I think we're living in an age of culturalism where you don't understand another person's culture. If I'm, a, if I'm Swedish, I love all people. But I don't understand the hip-hop culture. I, don't, I couldn't make it in that community. And I don't think the hip-hop community could, work, could go to an Amish community. That's culturalism. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, I Open think... Copenhagen, you know, they came and did a whole documentary on me, but that's, a, that's yeah. another talk. I mean, Chinese people, you know, the Chinese culture in Seattle, Washington, I know for a fact they couldn't handle living in uh, certain cultures. They have their very, their very specific... They love everybody. But they, there's very specific cultural things that people do that they don't don't get. Well, no, I, I beg to differ. One of one of my close friends uh, is Asian. He's the owner of of My Lee and Noodle House. My mm-hmm. homie Kui, mm-hmm. um, and also, I mean, he back, is a good, good dude. He's amazing. I, I know him as uh, well. But also, you know, back to to gangs and you know poverty and crime. There's a whole section of Asian Crips mm-hmm. out in California and in Alaska. So I I don't think you know it's 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 not that people are not understanding culture. 
we're in a, we're in a time where people may not want to understand the culture or they have a, a blurred lens of they already have a predetermination when they step into their culture of what they think about. I'll give you an example. The South Koreans and the mm-hmm. North Korean. I'm t- I used to have a business partner. He was Japanese. And they and he, he, they could not stand South Koreans for some reason. And he told me this story. He goes, I don't know what it is. They look the same. They have the same skin color. But for whatever reason, their racism was was based against those, you know South Korea versus Japan for whatever reason. And I was like, so you don't really give a damn about There's a lot of politics. You know what I'm saying? It's like also other countries meddling in their affairs made it worse. Yeah, it it is. It is politics. Speaking of politics, what about gun control? Hmm? You know, gun control is such a big issue right now. Good question. We have so many we we see all these break ins in cars. We know they're looking for guns right? because too many people go to different venues where you cannot take a weapon and you leave it in your car. Guns are valuables. I mean, Absolutely so. And then, but then those guns are used to commit other crimes, et cetera. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on gun control. Well, I'm pro Second Amendment. Uh, I've, I've never held that uh, <laughs> out of anything. I'm very pro Second Amendment. Um, and there's there's also something that I don't agree with in the city. And I've I just seen a lot of people become victim of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Missouri is an open carry state, stand your ground state. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there's a, a couple ordinances in the, in the city that basically go against the laws of the state. Uh, for instance, if you do leave your firearm in a vehicle, it has to be in a gun safe. Mm-hmm. I never knew that until recently. Uh, I had a friend that went down to the armory, and y'all familiar with a lot of the car break-ins that's been happening down there. His car was broken into. His illegal firearm was stolen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the police approached him very aggressively. This is why we say FTP. Very aggressively, they criminalized him and gave him a summons to appear for court. I had no idea that was a law. He had no idea it was a law. I talked to probably 30 other people that had no idea that was a law. And it took me about four attorneys before they told me that that was a law in the city that you have to have, if you leave your gun in a car unattended, it has to be locked in a safe box. How about that? Yeah, it's not in the state of Missouri. It's it just is. in St. Louis. It's city. just in St. And I only, knew that. I only know that because I did a story on it. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I would. I had I no idea. Light, lighter put it in place in 2017. But I if had it's no a, idea. if it's a city ordinance, then it's just going to come with like an ordinance violation citation. Correct. For sure. So it's but, it's but isn't that funny? Like a felony. The, what Tabitha just said. Isn't it funny how Lida Cruz and now Tashara are trying to criminalize? The non-criminal, it's like, it's like, what was it? The Hyundai are getting busted into and well, now Kia and Hyundai. a Kia and Hyundai. Are, yeah. They're like, this is your fault. This isn't the criminal's fault. This is your fault that you can. Because you, can, you bought the car. That you can, yeah, that you can <laughs> steal. An, uh, and um, I mean, when you hear our leaders say stupid ass stuff like that, do you go, what are you talking about? This is some guy that just bashed in a brand new Ikea or whatever it is. I just, I just look at my wife every time and I just say. Why we couldn't find nobody else? <laughs> Every time something like that happened, because I mean, I'm I'm gonna call it out. Yeah, I'm gonna call it out. Yeah, but you so, wanted to shard first because she was a woman of color, though you told us, right? Yeah, I mean, I did. I mean, why not? Why not? You know, we was breaking history, you know, and she had worked in government. Uh, she had the experience. You never really know what somebody's gonna do until they actually get no, in that's office. True. People I'll can give you promise that. all these different things, and, and they, then they do get in office and do entirely the opposite. Yeah. So. And they're hurting the people in the city of St. Louis. They're hurting the black community yeah, is who they're hurting. Definitely. Yeah, but what do you do? I mean, because you openly show guns on your videos. For sure. You know, kids see it. Parents see it. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees it. Tabitha asked you a great question about gun control. You said you're pro-Second Amendment. 
What and that's and that's why I show them. And I don't show them in every video. It's, it's, it depends on the messaging in the song. Yeah, for instance, won. one one of my most popular ones is called Almighty Gang. And there was a lot of guns in that video. And that's, but at, that's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. But at the same <laughs> oh, time, if you look at the end of the video, that's we true. actually brought four gangs united and we created a peace treaty right there shooting a video. That wasn't for was the it, camera. Was that, that real? was real. Was that, that real? Was real? I didn't know that. That was real. So what what's the what's the outcome of that? Is it does it go forward? I mean, it definitely goes forward. There there hasn't been any violations between those people at nice. all. Nice, that's cool. You guys are the answer. You know that, right? That you I'm got. Not, I'm not. I'm not playing. I'm not. I'm not trying to suck up to you or anything sure. like that. You literally are the answer. As soon as you guys say enough is enough, and you guys come out and you say we're policing these streets now, the cops but, have nothing to do with it. You guys can stop all of this stuff. You guys can stop the crime in the city. You could say the, the cops, they're not the answers. We are. Well, we're working on it. We got a lot of programs in place that are trying to offset some of those numbers. But ultimately, I mean, it's going to be a joint effort. It's going to take everybody. It's going to take support from the city. It's going to take some funding from the city. It's going to take work from these organizations. It's going to take funding from these organizations. They got, they got a bunch of RAM money. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to take everybody. <laughs> but what Seriously. about, are you staying, see, and this is one thing, Eric, and that's the best part of having have these conversations. We're not always going to agree on everything. We may disagree on and some And that's things. okay. And I still think police are the best situation. I'm not a supporter in the community policing that Tashara talks about. I don't even know what it means. Oh, I, I, you don't well, support community policing. I don't, yeah. know, what, I don't, what? Know, what, I don't know what she means when she that, says. But that, <laughs> this is my I, point. I want to understand come on, come on, what, how you see Ooh. community policing. Mm-hmm. What does that mean or what would work? Because I want to make sure I understand you do want police or you don't want police in the city of St. Louis. I don't want the type of policing that we have. So if we're going to have community policing, I think we need a real, real logical structure of what that means. Um, if we're going to have the same police officers working in that neighborhood, that's building what I mean. with that and community what, yes. dude, and have, you have community liaisons that can work with them, take issues to them um, and and keep, keep you know, their their rambunctious officers uh, under control. I think you misunderstood me, Tabitha. What I was talking about was her idea of reimagining policing. Well, and, and I know and I, I agree with you because what what community policing is may not be the same thing as what it, they her implement. her idea exactly her idea <laughs> of community policing is now social workers exactly and what's a social worker going to do for you literally well i mean social workers aren't doing anything now no, no, so no, um no. there is a place for them and yeah, it, 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 that's and it, like three steps down the road and it's yeah. not dealing with right the real issues that we're dealing with yeah you know it's not dealing with murder it's not dealing with homicides it's not dealing with you know the the poisoning in regards to fake drugs being so it's not it's so many different ways that this has to be politically broken down that the the city has to be open to bring in people from the streets to have these conversations and they have to let us spearhead that they can't do it how many gangs are there that you know about in st louis i mean do you know them all do you like i know every single a lot of them okay this is a crazy concept 10 10 plus oh it's way more than that there's so many it's block to block in the city here's a a crazy concept there's 186. Now a lot of them under the same sets, but but you know the leaders. There's yeah. a leadership hierarchy. Uh, not so much anymore. It is literally block to block. It not can be so one block, anymore. one gang on one block, one gang on the what next. What if these block. gangs were paid a commission? I'm not. I'm not kidding with you. And they were tasked to stop crime in these areas. And they they know where all the bodies are buried. They know all this stuff. What we're if, talking what about if, ceasefire? 
What if we came up with a situation where it's like, what, what's your gang or whatever it is? We try, we try out there with the city. Here's some so, money. You got it's a, it's a commission based system. Every month we take a look at if you bring crime down, crime down, crime down in your area, you get paid. So that's that's similar to ceasefire. There's a program uh, that worked wonders in Oakland. Okay, it dropped the homicide rate like 50, 60 percent. I mean, so we actually have a program called Books and Breakfast. It was modeled in thirty eight other cities, three other countries: Sierra Leone, Africa, Paris, France. Uh, when we went out to Oakland to set up the program, we got trained on ceasefire. Mm -hmm. So we actually tried to bring that back to St. Louis and uh, the government refused, the local government refused Who's because it's, it was lighter in office at the time. But it's it's a city commitment of $7 million a year. But how it breaks down is that you take all these different communities yeah. where the crime, where the most impacted is yeah. in regards to crime. Yeah. You bring the most impacted individuals in regards to that program. So, of course, you have counseling and social workers and resources for victims, but there's never a program for the people who are high risk in regards to go out to perpetuate violence. Right. You get those people, you bring them into a program. It provides them a monthly stipend, provides them somewhere to live if they need somewhere to live. It provides them a college education if that's what they want. Or if they want to just go get the job, you have companies come in and offer positions. I'm talking good paying jobs, yeah. benefits, so on and so forth. Um, Oakland did it. Dropped the homicide rate 50%. I'm 100% against that program. You, you you shouldn't have to pay people not to not commit crime. No, it's, it's not it's not about that. It's about offsetting issues. the fact that you have to go on the street to get your money. Yeah, but they're telling somebody, okay, it, it, either, so they're paying them a job, basically paying them like a job, mm -hmm. and their job is to go out and... And stop crime. And, no, and that's not that's not their job. So what what would their what would the a person's pro, the job program be? is to build them up. So if it does provide a stipend, is for you to live while you're changing your life. Now these are the most impacted individuals. So why, if I why go out and commit, start committing crimes and become a criminal. They will pay me to not commit crime. No, we're going to pay you to change your life. Same thing. It's, it's not no because you have a job, right? So is your job paying you not to commit crime? Kind because of. who knows what exactly? I don't strangle Eric and Vic every day. So who who, who <laughs> knows what you would do if you fell on tough times? Well, and and no no question, poverty and desperation forces people to do things that we wouldn't even think of doing. Right. And and I I lived in the city for a number of years. My family grew up in the Grove. They still live in the Grove area, and they've seen it through all Grove, the different the changes. Did a lot of shows. Though. Absolutely. So you know, I I see how things work in the city. You know, my cousin got involved in gangs. When he was young, and it, it, I understand how poverty works, and and but the problem I see is that we're doing all of this. It's putting a bandaid on something that's a bigger problem. When we really need to start with these kids when they're really young, uh, toddlers, start with mentorship programs. You know, bring God into the community. Well, see, that's part of it. So I, I and we got limited time, so I can't really break down the entire ceasefire program, but it worked. Yeah. Clearly worked. The guy who we said got it, twenty minutes yeah, if you have it. So the, the guy you know who set it up, he came to St. Louis to have a meeting, but the city denied it because it's a commitment from the city. It's not just the city paying for it; it's organizations putting in on the budget. The city just have to commit seven million, which is small compared to what we really pay small. to keep people in jail. So Monthly. here's a here's a question for you, and this man, I'm, I swear, I think we're onto something. So there's a what is it, 186 million from the Rams? Is that right? Oh no, it was more than that. Yeah, it was more than that. Do you, know, um, do you know what the Oh, no, they're, they're cut. Yeah, they're cut roughly $200 million. $200 million. Roughly. What if we took the $200 million and we said, we all agreed in this room, it's important enough to, to fix the crime problem in St. Louis so that we can bring maybe 
more cool stuff to St. Louis so that us people from St. Charles and West County and, and other parts of the country want to come see the arch. We continue to make the boom happen here. Right. What if we did this somehow? And, and yeah, we need more, we need more cops. We we had a guest in here yesterday that said we're 300 cops down. Yeah. But T double says we don't need more police. We don't, but we do. Because New York because is like one of the safest cities in the world right now. I understand that. But, <laughs> but when there's an 87-year-old grandma who's calling for help because someone's breaking in her back, mm -hmm. we need someone to report. But question, is that because we don't have enough cops on duty or the cops that are on duty aren't doing their jobs? We don't have enough cops on duty. You know, the, the city is huge. You know, the St. Louis city it's is- It's not bigger than Manhattan. It's a, it's a big city. At any given time in the city of St. Louis, we have about, right now, about 24 police officers patrolling at any given time. That's not enough. You know, they're they're picking up the pieces. They're not even able to be proactive. We have situations where one woman was calling at two, three o'clock in the morning saying somebody's breaking into my home, calls 911, nobody answers, calls back. And they say, well, it'll be about 45 minutes to an hour before, before police show up. They didn't even show up. They never showed up. Devil's advocate. Again, like I said, I know some of them. I've also been sitting at a gas station leaving the studio and hear a call come across the walkie talkie and they're wanting help. And the officer continues to fill up his big gulp as if that's bad. But why is that if that's happening, man? Because Cause I maybe, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they don't care. I mean, and they might, they may not. We, we've had, these you think that the, the, I've had, I've had these conversations with some officers and yeah. they tell me strict, like, this is just a job. It's, it's no okay, longer, I want to make strong. a difference. But yeah. we talked with the former head sense. of the gang unit in Atlanta. He was in here last Friday, mm -hmm. uh, has a great organization. You guys, I mean, I don't know. He may not be. Your cup of tea. It's called Clippers and Cops, and <laughs> he said, and he said, uh, "There's no deterrent. There is no." De and he grew up in one of the worst parts of St. Louis. He grew up in that that terrible environment and became a cop. Uh, he's now in charge of the uh, security for Rockwood School District. He said, "There is no, there is no replacement as a deterrent as having more police." And he said, "Yes." All of his police officer friends in St. Louis City say they don't have enough. He's like, there's nothing like seeing cops on every corner or patrolling more than they do now. Are you saying that if there's more police, that's not going to deter? Absolutely not. Because why is that? If people are poor, they're going to find a way to do it. That's they're going to find a way to get. They're going to find a way to get money. They're going to find a way because it's human. Again, it's human nature to survive. Simple as that. And that's when people come out into the county and to other areas to commit crime because there's too many police in the city. And that's also scary for the black community because we see what that means. That last year alone, and that's why I say the problem with policing is, is not just with our community. Last year alone, we broke the record from people shot by police in this country. Well, we it broke the record. What about Crime the record of, of but hold shooting on, at police? Hold, hold but on, I, thought yeah. police, I don't, I don't I thought, know if we broke that. I, I didn't do research. Right, so I, I, I thought I heard that. No, I seriously, I thought I heard that, Tabitha. I was just, I, I, I was just know. teasing Tabitha. I, I didn't research that. But and last year, true. cops murdered more people. Yeah, but in this think about this for a second. Okay, year. think about this for a second. And this is where I come from. I was always afraid of the cops. I was always afraid of the cops. I, was, I didn't want to mess with them. I want. I'm a yes sir, no sir kind of guy. I've been arrested three times. I was always like, what you do? I <laughs> jaywalking. I didn't pay tickets, first of all. But uh, I did, I had warrants that I didn't know about or whatever it was. I, for one warrant, he wouldn't even tell me what it was. I was like, I have no idea what this is. But but I was always um, I was brought up and I went to the scared straight stuff and this, that and the other. And before he could even say, put your hands behind your back, I was literally walking with my hands behind my back to him because I knew what was coming. Right. 
There comes a point in the in our in, you were raised you was raised by an officer though, right? No, I was not. Oh I hell was. no! Oh you were hell yeah, no! Right. I was okay. not raised by an officer. But um, why can't we take the code? Why can't criminals what they are? Look, this is part of the social contract. If a cop says put your hands behind your back, you put your hands behind your back, and you will take care of it in court. You won't have to pay anything. You'll probably be out tonight. Just put your hands behind your back and let's get you in the system and then prove your innocence. Hey, we would love if it went that way as well. I mean, I did. But how often does it not? You know, if you it's, break... It's, if, never, it's never went that but way with me. If, if you break... Well, you're still alive. If you break down the... the And trust me, and I have over many years. If you go and you look at all of the officer-involved shootings mm -hmm. and you look at the circumstances that... That were involved in officer-involved shootings. 99.9% mm -hmm. .9 of the time, it's because someone resists arrest, and that's why more white people are killed by police, and that's because they resist arrest. But I've seen a lot. Even, even with the white death, let me ask you a question. This isn't 1800 Arabia, so resisting doesn't always mean that you should kill me. Death but, doesn't mean you should kill me. But what, I, but they what can't about just the, let you go. But what about the inst no? Arrest me, but it's a it's a it's a way. All right, so if we're training police officers that can't detain someone who hasn't had any type of training, and you can't get control of them without shooting them, we have a problem. Okay, but hold on. Yeah, but you wait, can't wait, say wait, that wait, you wait, just wait. Throw the baby with the bathwater. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But that goes back to time. There's some there's some big, strong, tough people that are on some crap. But too every at every times. situation doesn't require murder, and even well, even not. in assistance in in the situations where we aren't resisting. For instance, Philando Castile. He wasn't resisting. He, the officer came over to the side of his car. He said, hey, I'm a legal gun owner. It's in the car. Well, get your life. The minute he reaches, bow. But you can't reach. Yeah. Even the, I know the that. The officer told him to. Even well, it was, It's on camera. She, yeah, made, she made a mistake. The officer and told him took, to. Yeah, and it took his life. It was a I female, might be thinking of a different no, case. No, I thought, I thought Philando Castile was a female officer shot into the car thinking yes. No. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm thinking of something Yeah, it was, it was a black man. His, his wife was driving. He was riding passenger. They came to the passenger side. Or maybe, he, I thought it was a female, but no. it, it was a, it was a male officer okay. that shot him. Yeah, I'm thinking he, of this. He let the them know, hey, I'm a legal of. registered gun owner. It's in the vehicle. Okay, well, reach and get your idea what the minute he moves. He shot. It's no. caught on camera. I get it. And there's, there's many instances like that. Yeah, one's too many. I get it. But think of the thousands and hundreds of thousands of stops that happen without incident. Hey, can I ask you a question? We talked about it, and I kind of, this is my, like, wheelhouse. Um, everybody in this room was, you or two, part of the Michael Brown story. For sure. Okay. It comes out later through the Obama administration. Well, more, more so call it the St. Louis story because it's, 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 it's bigger oh, than yeah, Michael Oh, yeah, whenever Brown. I talk to someone from Seattle, bigger they're like, Michael House Brown. Ferguson. I'm like, what do you mean House Ferguson? It's, it's That's Louis. all people I, I, know. I had to let Obama know that it's St. Louis. Ferguson but, but, is just a small neighborhood in St. Louis. It's so St. Louis. Obama came in. And every when I heard that there was a St. Louis County cop shooting Michael Brown in the back of the head, I was like, that is bullcrap. I almost went down and it rallied with you guys. But as the story came out more and more and more, I, well, I almost did. I, was, uh, I wasn't even in St. Louis that much back then. But when I, the story came out more and more and more, it turned out Darren Wilson was kind of the victim in this thing. I uh, disagree. Well, the Obama administration did. But, even, and keep Eric, in mind, even Eric talking? Holder, even Eric Holder said this was not, and they did it under the cover of darkness. President like, Obama did invite him too. So I yeah. just want everybody to know that, T, and forgive me for not saying that, and I needed to jump yeah. in. T-Double was invited to the White House to meet. But I think this is President important Obama. enough. This is important enough to where it's like, 
we're in this situation because of a lie. Michael Brown was not a saint walking around Ferguson, Missouri. And, and Darren nope, Wilson- Nobody's for, a saint walking around, but that doesn't mean they deserve to die. And Darren Wilson basically is eating a sandwich in, on his break, and he's saying, hey, can he, whatever the, the interaction was, Michael Brown stuck his hand into the car, the car, tried to get the weapon. Somehow it's discharged. But that was, that was alleged. We have no proof of that. Right. But- but we they they uncovered every stone that they could to make Darren Wilson a vic. I mean, they criminal. also took four and a half hours while his body laid on the street to make sure they got the story and the evidence correct. Well, that was well. terrible that they left the they yes, they screwed up. They screwed yeah. up that fact. But I mean, what I, I guess mean, they had, they had, what is your question? My, my question is this: Is Michael Brown, with me being afraid of the cops, mm -hmm. you definitely don't stick your head into a cruiser trying to get a weapon. And that's where allegedly the, that's allegedly well, it's not but, allegedly anymore because but that's, it's, it's been proven. That's where I got. Did you see the video? You, you may not believe it, but I'm saying when it comes o, to OJ was proven to be innocent in the court of law. Right. Exactly. But but, but again, <laughs> but uh, we the, all know what really happened. The universe would have. I, I know what really happened. <laughs> the universe would have slammed into Darren Wilson if he was guilty. And no doubt about it. So my question to you is, you know. Don't you think that St. Louis shouldn't be known as this mecca of the, the whole uh, Michael Brown situation? Don't you think that we, we're good enough people to say, this was a lie? Mm -hmm. Michael, but on the converse of that, um, Floyd was absolutely disgusting. Mm -hmm. Get your damn knee off of this guy for nine minutes. Get off his freaking Well, that's because it was caught on camera. So me and you are in agreement when it comes to the truths of these things. I think that, that Floyd was absolutely justified but the michael brown thing we should not be known as the mecca well, of of I, the I, whole movement i disagree there okay. because st louis um basically revolutionized the world without what we did in st louis and in in the neighborhood of ferguson the george floyd movement wouldn't have been what it was you mean all the people that died in protest because of george floyd a Eric, the uh, the knee was not on George Flo George Floyd's. It neck. sure did look like it was it on was. his shoulder. And well, B, look it looked at, like it was on his neck. Look to me. whenever that look at the protests yeah. and what came out of these these riots. Do you know in this in Minneapolis in St. Louis, fifty people died in Minneapolis due to these riots. Fifty people. Well, not not we didn't have any deaths in fifteen hundred bu businesses built down. No burnt down but no but in the city of st louis uh one of the best grocery stores in the area was burned down mm -hmm. the 7-eleven which a lot of people really depended you call that a grocery on. store well a lot of people depended to go there and get their food st louis is a food desert i don't call it a grocery store <laughs> it is a food desert it is a food yeah, desert. i don't call it a no i mean store. it is it's a fact but uh, i think that moment was important for st louis but uh, it was, but because it was, it was it was in the country not, not necessarily. Because we that gave it opened, that gave, it opened the floor gates for these conversations that we have yeah, now. Because you know without what? that, we wouldn't be having. But them. now look at the situation we're living in right now. I mean, we're looking, we're living in a situation that's violent. The country's violent. It's given license to groups like Antifa to go raid uh, government buildings all when, over the when place. When was it this country violent? This is a different level of violence, and and I think that it just takes the communication out of a lot of this stuff. Mm. Uh, it uh, to me the I love St. Louis, but I think it's the most despicable thing that's ever happened to this city. And I would have been on your side if there would have been footage of Darren Wilson popping him in the back of the head three times. I would still be in so, Ferguson. So what about protesting. all the beautiful things that came out of it? Nothing. Well, let Nothing. him. What What are the beautiful things that came out of it? Well, see, media mainly just covered the protests. They didn't see all the programs that were being created. They didn't see ten thousand people were registered within the first couple months in Ferguson which changed the city council construct of more, more, more so to fit the demographic of that community. Mm -hmm. um, 
getting a, a prosecutor that represented all s- shapes and creeds in, into the St. Louis County Prosecutor's Office. Um, again, we started programs that were modeled in 38 cities in three other countries. We fed over 100,000 people in the city, giving out 100,000 books, graduated courses of tech programs for kids from the inner city, taught them how to code, we build couldn't have websites. Done that without, we couldn't have done that without burning but down quick trips, and we couldn't took, have done that without burning that down. It took that spark to say, okay, we're uh, tired, yeah. to say, we're not going to get the help that we need from big government. We have to do it. What you just say, we the answer, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, so I how think, did the community but, but, answer when it comes to you know, the Obama administration and Eric Holder? They went after Darren Wilson mm-hmm. hard. They said we can't find anything. Yeah. They said they said there's no and we know you and I speaking man to man, looking each other eye to eye. If there was an ounce of evidence to prove that he did something wrong, they would have at least charge him. They I didn't did, charge I did, him. I disagree. And then Wesley Bell won that and Wesley's a friend and he's gonna be on the show too. <laughs> Wesley won in a massive upset as you talk about we we helped the, there, by the way. Yeah, exactly you did. And I and you know what and what did he tell you guys? To help get him elected. He stopped he's, that he was going to reopen the case. That he was going to reopen stopped, the case. Then he stopped answering his phone. But guess but what? The problem, he reopened the case. He did? I didn't know that. He reopened it. And guess what? He said, I can't find anything. He, and he took a lot of heat for it. I was yeah, in I, court. I never knew he said that. I was in court. I'm lying. I knew. I, I, just, <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. Okay. And, and but that's, it, that's when our, you scrub he, a crime scene for four and a half reopened. hours, of course you may not find anything. Okay, so you would say it was poli- dirty police scrubbing I, the scene. Absolutely. And that's why there was no evidence. My, my point of view. I mean, I really don't know But there if were that's two massive investigations, though, um, T.W., when it comes to that, and they couldn't find Darren Wilson guilty of anything. I just disagree. I think, and, on, and a, I think right on a morality to... level, he was wrong. That's just my point of view. But, you know, and what's so, I think, important about you being here today is just that. It, it's so great that we can mm-hmm. get together and have these conversations. We need to have more of them. I agree. Eric's been advocating that since the day I met him. We have to sit down with people who have disagreeing opinions. You know, it doesn't mean we don't like you or that you don't like us. Absolutely. You, but it, but we will never have change until we can sit here's down. Here's the deal. But we got to let. It's like this. It's like this. He wanted to talk about two other issues that we That's, need to get okay. to. Okay. Here's the deal. Now we'll finish. And, and we won't finish with this. There'll be a question. Um, people of means love St. Louis. People of means have an affinity to St. Louis. The Cardinals, and you're one of them. Blues, Battle Hawks, whatever, uh, the Rams. <laughs> yep. I'm still uh, the Rams fans, by the way. Amen, brother. <laughs> and every every music venue in St. Louis, I, I'm from the music community myself. I know, I rem- I, mean, I love St. Louis. It's my home. People of Means are like, this This has got, I may might have two more years here, but I can't handle it anymore. St. Louis will become a, a dead city. It will become East St. Louis. So East St. Louis is, is an unthriving unsustainable environment now right that's coming here how do we fix that how do we go how do we say businesses please don't leave make more amenities here not opportunities i'm not going to talk about criminals anymore i'm done with that because Mm -hmm. the people of means are leaving right it's like you guys talk about criminals all you want i'll be in st petersburg florida right how what is your plan to fix this because i don't live in st louis anymore but what is and are, are you going to go storm the uh, city hall and say, we got to fix this before we have no money, we, we've we have no before. economic development? Uh, but it don't work. I think we need to overhaul the leadership top to bottom. Yeah, but what does that mean? Does it mean you better come in here with an economic plan with a... Absolutely. And with, I mean, because no one is coming to St. Louis to bring their money unless it's safe. Right. Because no employee wants to move from San Francisco to St. Louis to start a high-tech company and let me, if they're going to get shot outside of St. Louis. I mean, I'm... 
it's the true conversation that we really have to have. Right. And nobody wants to leave. So what do we do? I mean, do you go to a, to Shar and say, you're done. And that the take the prosecutor with you. We have got to fix this. I mean, city. While they're in office, all we can do is give them an opportunity. And if we can create, sit down with some political scientists and create a structure that will probably work. And we don't know what will work. We just got to keep trying. Um, and if they're not willing to try and listen to the community voices, then we got to get them out of there and put somebody in the office that are. Who really- would you like to see there? If you could, if you could wave a magic wand, seriously, would it be an Elon Musk? Would it be a- absolutely not? Elon, <laughs> hold on, hey, I said a magic wand. I said a magic wand. If you could put the type of person that you could have in St. Louis, the mayor's office to to really fix this thing, give me a give me a name. I don't think that person alive. I really don't trust politicians. I yeah, think but, you would do a good job because you know what? You see what the problems are in the city. I think somebody who lives in the city and who has dealt with the city problems and who amen. truly wants to solve them. Amen. Amen. For mayor. You're hearing it right here live. on hey, the man, hey, Well, but I mean, here's the thing. As long as you, there's conversations and you're willing to have those conversations because you came out here to have that conversation today, which makes 100% sense. Let's talk. We got to talk. We got to do those things that are there. Um, and you're not against I mean, I know you say FTP, but you've told us today you're not against police. Right. You're against the way that it's being done right now. Correct. And I think that's yeah. fair to say. What is the predatory policy that you wanted to talk about? In regards to policing? Yeah. It's not not so much of a policy, just the overall structure. And I think we covered okay. that. Okay. Yeah, we did. Then yeah, I just I wanted to make sure. That. We were talking about the government issue. You you said you're not happy with Tashara Jones. You said you're I'm not. And you said you weren't happy with Kim Gardner. Uh, I'm not. The, I think those are major, major freaking issues. What about that, Corey Bush? Um, I think Corey means well. Um, I but just, we, but I, we need more than that, don't we? Yeah, I do. Um, but I love Corey. Uh, Corey is for the people. She's not against having a conversation. Um, she's not against learning and growing. And I, I think we need more politicians in office that way. Um, I just feel like she needs a little bit more support in regards to get done what she wants to get done and got to be willing to negotiate. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing about politics. Um, the truth is they say it's three sides to a story, right? You got your side, you got my side and then the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I feel like that's where we have to come to as, as a country, uh, before we can get some actual change happening. What about suicide awareness? So listening to you all before I came in talk about the pandemic, um, we started to see those numbers raise, you know, and not just in one particular community. Um, in my community, for instance, in, in the black community, I've seen, you know, depression and suicide raise tremendously, you know, over the course of the pandemic. Um, and it actually hit home very close. Uh, after Thanksgiving, I lost two friends and artists that are on my label back-to-back in a four-day span. Mm. Um, it started with my producer, my head producer, uh, Derry and D.T. Tobert. Uh, he committed suicide. Uh, he worked for the post office, um, but he was also transitioning to become a full-time musician. He came aboard the label mm -hmm. uh, at the end of 2020. We were just trying to get him set up and ready, uh, working you know, 10, 12 hours a day in a studio outside of him having you know, a full-time job. We never knew he had a problem. Never knew he never showed any anger, any sadness. He was always happy, just wanted to work. Uh, so this one, like it hit us hard and it struck us out of, you know, out of shock and, and it caught us by surprise. Four days later, 
um, my artist Hills, uh, John Hill, who's a who's a white rapper, one of the <laughs> best lyricists this city has ever produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, four days later, he took his life as well. And Hills has fought that demon for quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he fought through uh, drug addiction um, at a, at an early age, which he grew, he grew up of means, great neighborhood, great parents, uh, went to a great school. He had, and, you know, uh, I guess one party introducing him to some things that he battled with for the rest of his life. But he was open and honest and he talked about it. And he fought, you know, to keep his life on track. He had, had a wife and two sons. He was doing great. I, he came onto the label in 2020 after taking a hiatus from music after seven years. And he started to make his best music. We were all there to support him. He wasn't around an atmosphere that that fed into his demons or, yeah. you know, allowed him to relapse or go back. Uh, we supported him and we were tough on him. Um, but I think... You know, over the course of the pandemic, he lost his job and was dealing with a lot of different issues. And when DT did it, I think it gave him all the the strength, you know, to go ahead and go through with it. So that that was tough. You know, I've I've experienced a lot in the street. You know, I've I've lost friends back to back before. You know, due to murder um, and other situations like that. But you know, to have two very close brothers and you know people that I'm building this thing with from the bottom, you know, take this, take their own lives. Like yeah. it was, it was different, you know, and I, I talked to everybody that I knew about it. Uh, once, you know, the families were okay with me discussing it and, you know, just trying to find some comfort in everybody I know, you know, they bro, we've never heard of a situation like this. So um, I really started to tap in more uh, to that struggle. I've had my own struggles, you know, I've, I've fought depression. I've, you know, fought suicidal thoughts. Uh, a lot of brothers I know have, you know, um, we're raised in a situation where, you know, coming up in any city, you got to be strong. And as a man in general, we're taught to suppress our emotions. Yep. You know, don't cry. You got to be tough all the time. So we we come up with these emotional barriers and it's hard to communicate that even when we get a significant other. Most men have communication issues. I, I see women complain about it all the time. My woman complains about it all the time. I, I'm still trying to fight and get through that. But we're raised that way. Yeah. Um, so I think some people, you know, it becomes real heavy. Ultimately, in some instances in, in our communities where we do see crime, nine times out of ten, somebody who's been carrying and harboring all this pain and, and stress and they just snap out one day. Yeah. Um, so what I want to I want to start to shift a lot of my focus in regards to providing support for that. Uh, being a support for people who are who are dealing with these issues. And that was one of the biggest things about this album, you know, talking about these issues and, you know, explaining that you can get through no matter what these situations are. Tough times don't last, tough people do. Yeah. You know, and if you need the support, you know, a support out there, uh, if I can be a support to anybody, you know, I'm an I'm a ear, I'm a resource. I just, I don't want to deal with this again. And I don't want anybody else to deal with it again, you know, so however I can, you know, be here more for my brothers and my family and, you know, my friends or anybody in the community, I'm here, you know, because this, that was one of the most painful times of my life. And especially just getting over, you know, I was grieving for my grandmother. I lost my grandmother over summer, Mm. who was one of the most influential people in my life. Um, And right after that, I lost my aunt, who was like a second mom to me in Tennessee. And I spent every summer down there with her. So 
2022 was just a very turbulent year, but to top it off like that, you know, it was, it was tough. Yeah. Uh, but I heard them right here with me saying, don't be a baby. <laughs> I'm right <laughs> you know, there with you, don't man. Don't be a baby, man. So, it's the one thing that keeps yeah. us all together, believe it or not. It's, it, we're all going to meet our maker. And, sure. and suicide is, is one of the most tragic things that you can deal with. And if you can help somebody, man, call uh, the suicide hotline immediately because they're really good. It's yeah, a really I mean, good or just, just be a, just be a ear, yeah. you know, like yeah. you'd, you'd be surprised what that would do for somebody. Yeah. You know? And they have that new line. What is it? 888? Yes. You're you close. You're actually close. It's a uh, eight. Yeah. 888. Good job. Good uh, I job. thought so. But you know, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. I know we don't, we don't have time to get into it, but it's something, it's a part of maybe the inner city of poverty that so many of us don't see or think about is is just that how many people the trauma the stress that, of it. that are under stress and under the trauma and probably feel like they have no way out and it never even occurred to me that suicide yeah. might be something they think about suicide i mean self self-medication that's why you see so many you know drug problems in the inner city uh, uh, right along with poverty you know people just trying to medicate the pain and trauma mm -hmm. away um I mean, we see it with alcohol, you see it with marijuana, you see it with everything. People Absolutely. try to do so many different things to escape the trauma. My escape is the studio. You know, thank God I found something, a, a very expensive escape, but, but yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it helps. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's basically my therapy in a sense. So, um, like I said, you know, if everybody is listening, if you can be here, you never check on your, matter of fact, check on your strong friends. That's the most important yeah. thing because the people that you feel like are the strongest those are the ones who need your support yeah. the, the most. And right. I feel like they carry a lot too. That's exactly. And that's where it they, goes. they helping everybody else. They, they are shoulder for everybody, yep. but who heals the healers? Hey, T-Dub, we appreciate T-Dubbo. Appreciate you coming in, man. We may not agree on everything, but there's a lot We're more. We're damn that, close. For sure. There's We're a damn lot. close. <laughs> Unless you're a really good actor. And you're not. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a terrible actor. I'm going to take some classes, though, for you're, sure. You're straightforward <laughs> with stuff, which is how it needs. See, that's the best way. I'm straightforward. Black and white. I think you are the solution. Fan. And I think that uh, Tashara has a lot to fear with people like you. because oh, Tashara you... don't like me at all. That's 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 out there. <laughs> Good. But, Good. More power to you, man. I mean, you're on the right man. side of that. Yeah, but here's what I mean. But as we say goodbye to it, there's got to be a way to get more people to vote then, man. If, if you still live in the city, when you're talking about 28% going out to vote for mayor, that ain't going to cut it. Oh, uh, we, we get into it. I mean, we, that's... We get into it. We got some, some some stuff coming for the next couple of elections. We gonna, we, one thing that I've done on the north side of St. Louis, real quick, we've given a community of people who have absolutely no political buy-in, and we politicized them in a way that we can utilize that the proper way. So uh, we we working on it. We working on it. I sure. appreciate it. T-Double, thanks, man. And sure. it's 988. Nine, nine, eight, yeah, thank eight, you, Tabitha. Anyone Tabitha. Nine, eight, I got eight. you. I got you. ATW, we appreciate <laughs> you, man, so for much. Sure. Thanks for coming in today. Uh, People you. can check out his music. Check him out. T dub O. That is T D U B B O. Soon it'll all be over. The album is out now. Uh, Three eighteen, March eighteenth. We'll be at the Oz for the album release show. Nice, love it. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Don't take. Hey, can we take a picture of you before you take off? We'll catch you outside the studio. Uh, we're gonna see that. That's what it's about, man. Yeah. Wow, what agree. a great conversation. Agree to disagree on some things. We what did we on disagree others. on? I mean, my God, it's well, it's we disagree. Like, it's tactics I, I, I more can't than agree else. with him saying FTP. Come on, it's tactics, man. And I get it, it. is tactics, it's, but it's it, but it, but young but, people hear that or see that. Can I add something in before we get too far? I know we got to go. We need to introduce him to Ty, and the reason why we will is because Ty wants to talk to people like him about how traffic stops should take place. It's a great if, point. If you remember that.
All right, we appreciate Dr. Mahesh Bagwi who came in today. T-W-O, Scott Gherkin, Eric Johnson, Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. We got Kathy Helbig strict tomorrow. Uh, is it Barn Dominium time? I won't bring it. We're up. talking about a bar. You should have asked T-W-O about a Barn Dominium. I won't bring it up. You right. guys, you guys already. That sounds like a reality show. T-W-O and you, Barn Dominium. T-W-O and the Barn Dominium searchers. I like it. It's All right, we're out. We're out of here. <laughs> Travel channel. Cancel the show.com. Cancel the show.com. Have a great day.